0: America. Yes. You are now listening to the sounds of sports reports. Is ordered, and you know what? Sports reports is ordered is here even when Kawhi is not, even when Draymond is not. Claw, Mister Logical. Two five. What's up, y'all? We here tonight. Whiskey. Oh man, he feeling nice. Bad news for your boy. You know I'm on these thyroid meds. Can't drink no more. So you know, drink it up for me. But tonight, we are going to talk about one Draymond Green. Should he have been suspended? Did the league get it right? As you remember, we both thought that he shouldn't have been suspended. And of course, I had a caveat. We'll get into that then. Oakland is on the move. Don't tell me Vegas is taking another team from Oakland. And if that ain't on-site beef, I don't know what is. And then it's trade day. Apparently the 49ers are getting some calls about Trey Lance, and I don't understand why. Minnesota? Kirk Cousins? What are they
1: doing? Hey, maybe they know something we don't know and then Tyson said everybody got a plan to they get hit in the mouth <laughs> yes and then
0: we're going to get into some draft day projections we're going to give you a little bit of our first round analysis you know your boy just did his first mock draft I don't even know how I feel about it but I'm here now I'm here the sports, <laughs> sports order is here and then of course we're going to finish it off with get it off my chest so Mr. Logical What's the word?
1: Yo. I try to speak logically, think logically. I don't understand what's going on with the suspension of Draymond. I don't I don't I don't get why the why you know why they took it that far. I figured missing the last seven minutes of the game was enough. But hey, I mean, everybody got their ideas and they getting paid to do it and and we get paid to talk about it.
0: Because Draymond decided to bomb atomically. That's why.
1: <laughs> like the deck style.
0: You know what I'm saying? Hey, look. So, I didn't think he should have been suspended. Because I thought getting ejected was enough. Now, if he didn't get ejected, I might have wanted him to get suspended. I put it like that. Like if he would if he wouldn't have got ejected, I might have understood the suspension more. But since he got ejected, I didn't think the suspension was necessary. What you think?
1: Yeah, because like if you think about it, the game was, I believe, a four point game. Mm-hmm. About seven minutes left. Seven minutes left. Golden State's going up the court with the ball. Sabonis is on the floor. Draymond's a great passer, so he would have been a trailer on a fast break. With the biggest defender for Sacramento on the floor and a team that doesn't play that much defense, with Eric like 26 and team defense. Yeah, and he
0: flopped, by the way. I mean, yeah,
1: they all flop. I mean, we we were watching the Brooklyn game and we've seen a couple of situations. So you figure that he gets up court, they get the ball to Draymond, top of the key, little drop pass hip check screen clay pops a three steph pops a three they're down one so i think it's pivotal that the, the he grabbing his, his you know sabonis grabbing his leg really held up that whole process so him reacting to because you see what's up like you know it's a defender on the floor dre's like yo i'm about to get we about to get busy if i get up court this dude's holding on to me i didn't think it was a stomp i thought it was more of a, a tap because Draymond's like 6'7, 220, 225. Um, he couldn't crush a soda can with the the force that he put on Sabonis in that play. But I mean it did, it did cost him at least the rest of that playing time. You never know. The game could have gone out of the way. Klay hit two threes after that, it was just eventually Sacramento with the energy just pulled away. I didn't think a suspension was warranted. Because I think the only reason you suspend Draymond, I think the thing that did get him suspended actually was he goes back to the bench. If he just chills, goes back to the bench and he stands in his huddle and he's doing the clap, hyping people up, but he spent, we'll call it 30, 45 seconds allowing this, this, this back and forth with the fans, Fans are flicking them off. They're screaming. It's probably a lot of F U, blah blah blah, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Adam Silver's in the building. You know what I'm saying I talked about it. it's like being in the the auditorium and the principals in there, and you wonder why you're getting everybody riled up. Why you are getting in more trouble? Because he did that. I think he goes to the bench. If he goes to the bench, sits there. And everyone's screaming at him and yelling at him and saying whatever. Then I think they put the onus on Sacramento not controlling their fans. <laughs> I'll see it in a few seconds. I
0: ain't gonna say nothing. Uh, I'm gonna bring it up once it happens. You, you yeah. just you just you just throw a finger up when you see it. But go yeah. ahead.
1: <laughs> so, and I think that shouldn't have been the thing that got him suspended. And then the the press conference didn't help by him basically saying, "Yo." I mean, it was, you know, I was being held. I was being held.
0: Yeah. So, you know, like, for me, you know, I think it was one of those things where he just oh used man. the but...
1: Did he get a taunting call? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. And I think that was an ejection because that was his second tech, too. <laughs> this is oh live, man, y'all. Man. We watching Brooklyn and Philly. And, you know, Nick Claxton got the bucket over Embiid. It, was, it wasn't it was quite a dunk, but he got it over Embiid. He kind of flexed on him a little bit, you know what I'm saying, which I've been seeing LeBron probably do like 60,000 times. And uh, they called the tech on uh, Claxton, and I think he got Man, ejected. Man, Kittany Clark did more than that. I think that was his second technical foul. But, you know, but back to Draymond, like, you know, so, like, this is the thing, right? What I thought was hilarious
1: no, know. hold on. Now we are talking about people getting suspended and kicked out of games in <laughs> pivotal moments of game, <laughs> and it happens again. The NBA, like, listen, I don't know what what are you trying to like convey? These well, I mean, to be fair, it. it's to not be like fair, guys are out there fighting all the time to, to be know? fair, taunting calls, because the same thing in the NFL. This might be my get off my chest, but it's like <laughs> what do you expect? This is game 3. They're down 2-0. They're at home. He's having the game of his NBA playoff Yo. career against a guy that could be MVP. Yo,
0: I swear Embiid ended up on the floor more than a Juicy in Korea. But look, like like this is the thing, right? Like so when the game first started about 2 minutes into the game, there was a play where Nick Claxton dunked the ball tried to walk over Embiid. And be kicked at them, you know, almost kicked them into family jewels and all that. Um, And I think that was a double tech situation. So that's what led to the ejection was that was the second technical. But, you know, I think since it was the same two dudes involved, maybe the refs thought they were trying to get control of the game by
1: calling this tech. You or, don't get control you know, of the game by potentially controlling the outcome. I know. You know what you're doing. You don't give the tech there. You go to the coach. Well, as it so, is,
0: as it is, Brooklyn is up by five, 87 to 82. with they need
1: and for game, for game four.
0: And, and yes, so I was going to bring that up. But before okay. I bring that up, I want to say my thing real quick. So it was hilarious to me <laughs> that I'm when the NBA had Joe Dumars, Joe Dumars, who I love, by the way, but they had Joe Dumars on TV during the press run talking about Draymond being a repeat offender. And I just thought it was ironic since he played on the Bad Boy Pistons with Rick Mahorn and Bill Lambeer beating people up and getting beat up. So like, I just thought that was kind of funny and ironic. But, you know, um, so this is my problem. So this is my caveat that I brought up in the intro. So the only reason I don't have a problem with Draymond getting suspended, so I don't think he should have got suspended, but the only reason that I don't have a problem with it is for the fact that superstar calls exist. Because I feel that if Draymond had done that same action, but let's say that was Dame Lillard on the floor, or let's say that was LeBron on the floor, or let's say that was Ja Morant on the floor. I don't know, maybe not Ja Morant. They don't really support him nowadays. But, you know, but if that was somebody of that ilk on the floor that Draymond does that same thing to, I think that he would have got suspended just because of who he did it to. I think the media that is supporting Draymond wouldn't have supported him because of the star or superstar that he would have done this to so if your thought is i don't if, know about that though I, that's how i feel that's just how i feel okay i'm not i'm not saying i'm right i'm not saying i'm wrong that's just how i feel but but, fair, but, I'm, I but 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 i'm just saying like for right now right like we're watching the game right now right if james harden goes up for a bucket and gets clothesline i think there's a different reaction than if it was joe harris like the you know the call might be the same, but I think the reaction, the media people just treat it differently because it James might Hart not get an
1: eighteen minute segment on Undisputed tomorrow. Morning.
0: Right, right, and that's what I'm saying. So if your thought is Draymond stomped the dude, he should be suspended. I can roll with that, but don't change whether he should have been suspended or not based off of who he committed the action against. Because like I told you, all balls matter. So when he was taking out Stephen Adams nuts. There was no he suspension. I mean, Greg, right. he kicked him twice. And Adams is a twice.
1: lighthouse of a man. He kicked I think twice. he, he could have handled that. He kicked
0: him once for each nut. But, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But, like, but with LeBron, obviously, it was a little different because he had the points situation that got him suspended. You know, so in this situation now with with Demontez Sabonis, you know, he gets these points for the playoffs now. So his next flagrant foul is going to come with a suspension again. So that's where I feel like who, for maybe the,
1: for Draymond, for Draymond, is, yeah, the next flavor, flagrant, flagrant two, The next we'll flagrant two. out yes. of that game we'll get him kicked out of that you'll game, get and a, a suspension. suspension. So, so that's it won't where matter I feel because they losing it four. Okay, keep going. Well, okay, we'll that see. Should be a foul. We'll, there we go. we'll
0: we'll see, but 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 you know, but that's my overall point: is don't treat the situation differently because of who the offender was. Don't treat the situation differently based on who the victim was, because at the end of the day, Sabonis grabs his foot. You know, I'm not saying. That's a bonus should be suspended, but the stomp never happens if he doesn't grab Draymond's foot.
1: And you that's know, why I thought the ejection was enough. I think Steve Kerr came out and said it, but Myers came out and said it. I haven't. I don't think I've heard from Draymond post suspension yet. I think they probably told him like, listen. But I don't want to hear don't... from the Warriors. I mean, I want to hear week. from the Warriors. Y'all been enabling this dude for more
0: than 10 years yeah. now, yeah. shut up, shut yeah. up. This they is what good. Draymond, this is what Draymond Calibre's brings intolerant. to the game. This is what he invites. And shut up and, said. you know, when he gets away with it, like I mentioned earlier, how he poked they're James Harden in the it. eye, he poked yep, LeBron in the it. eye, he they're punched, or it. not punched, but he, he hit Jalen Brown in the face you, and he got with away it. with all that. Yep. There was a we talked about the fifth foul that he should have been called for the other day that he didn't get called for yep. reputation style. So yep. you know what? You take it. You enabled him.
1: Draymond, you didn't suspend
0: him when he punched his own teammate. Shut up.
1: They didn't want him to miss Ring Night because they don't. You can have can move any Ring night. Move Ring Night to two nights later. Ring night is the opening night home. It don't home have like to be. Are. I'm
0: the champion. The ring night happened when I say the ring night happened.
1: Ch- and that's why <laughs> we are the four-time champion. We're not suspending anybody because what are you going to say? You got us on TV because we won rings. You got us on TV <laughs> because we selling we selling Steph Curry shoes in China at full price, even though that's where they get made for 75 cents on a dollar. But Please. this is Wait. but this is what makes me like, that's, what they, that's what that's what they all said. But I mean I get it. They all supported him. Bob Myers came out and said Draymond is Draymond. Steve Kerr says sometimes his emotions spill over. I get it. I look at Draymond like, yo, all right, at some point, I understand you have support. But it's like someone who it's like someone who struggles to keep a job. Yes, you have the support of whatever financial backing of a spouse or a friend or a family member or trust fund or whatever the case may be. But at some point, even with that backing, I need you as a person intrinsically to make the decisions to keep yourself out of situations where you can't keep a job. I understand you gonna get the support. I'm a person. I'm going to support you. I got you. I, I was like, I tell my kids I'll support you, but I need you to also be understanding that you got to support yourself too. I got you, but you got to have you more than I got you.
0: Right. Just because you've got to so be
1: you got to be a dick. Exactly. With Draymond, I think he kind of knows the team has him, even when he's out of bounds. They're gonna rock with him because they got six NBA Finals appearances, four rings, seventy-three wins in the season. They sell out forty-one home games. They probably sell out every road game they're on. So for the since twenty fifteen, they've probably not had an empty seat in any building that they play the game, and they can charge whatever price and get whatever that cut is. So I think that's worth uh, a Sabonis chest stomp in their opinion. I think that's worth a couple of Stephen Adams, but own in their it. opinion, and they did own it by saying, "Hey, they say it differently." That's the thing. No, but they Draymond wanted went to them. the press conference and said it like he. Draymond went to the press conference like he was doing an interview on the shop. Right. He he should have went to the press conference with a little bit more of a a thugged out script, <laughs> but not the thugged out uncut version of his yeah yeah yeah, yeah. listen you know i get it my frustration boiled over because i feel like i'm being targeted by these other players you can see it for yourself because what you do you put the onus on the listener you can see it for yourself i got grabbed the first game and then they got held right in front of the referee didn't have to mention referee by name like listen i got grabbed in the first game i got grabbed in the second game Yes, I understand that my frustrations I have to be able to put in check. But in the same sense, it's like at a certain point, you know, I I couldn't I couldn't hold back. I, I hurt my team. You know, it's you know, it's almost essentially a must win game two situation for us. Yes, I feel very confident in my team going home game three. But in that moment, seven minutes left in the game, I got to keep a level head. You know, I hope the bonus is OK. I get it, it's playoff basketball is going to be more physical, but I got to be smarter. He mentions like in, in that script that I just spit off the top of my head, Chat GPT style. I got <laughs> I got his point across that he was originally trying to make. And then I I put that nugget out there for people who are listening because people are still defending him when he right. got suspended. But I think in the eyes of the NBA, the ref the repping up the, the, the fans and going back and forth with the fans during the review of what you just did. You knew what you just did. You knew they were reviewing it for a flagrant two. But instead of just chilling, I'm not saying you got to dim your light to let other people shine, but in the same sense, like, listen, you already put a big enough target on your back. Like you got to be smarter. They're going to support you, but it's only so long. They're going to be able to support you. Like I said, if y'all go out in four or five games, say they win one game at, at the Chase Center, and then they go back to Sacramento down 3-1.
0: Right.
1: And Sacramento wins, lights that beam. That, I mean, winning cures a lot of stuff. Losing brings, it highlights a lot of your flaws. Yeah. And in that regard, they'll look at the contract they gave Jordan Poole. They'll look at the contract. Steph wants another max. Five years, 270. He wants another max contract. Like, you can't pay him. This man is out here
0: limping, man. Yeah, so. When Draymond hit them dudes with the Hulk Hogan I am a real American, you know what I'm saying? He hit him with the joint, you know what I'm saying? He started calling (laughs) it.
1: I'm good with that if you hit a three in the first half. I'm not think I don't think it's wise to do that when they're reviewing a flagrant two with the commissioner in the building. Then
0: then then he then he started calling them derogatory terms for female genitalia and felines and you know all that kind of stuff too. And and you know, and the thing about it though is where I lose, you know, like I get it right. He's a character, he plays it up, he hands it up, yucks it up. You know, as Macho man Randy Savage would say, Hulk Hogan, you're a hot dog, you know, like all that good <laughs> stuff like that. But but you don't. but but at the same time, it's like you can't act like you didn't get away with beating the hell out of Sabonis in game one. Y'all were beating the hell out of him the whole first half, you know, of this game that you got the flagrant in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not, so it's not as if it was a one-sided thing where the Kings were getting these calls and you weren't. So, like, I talked about this the other night. The second quarter, the Warriors were just flopping around, like, all day long. Clay and Steph, you know, look like Phil, Uncle Phil throwing jazz out the house. You know what I mean? And they, they falling on the floor. They getting all the calls. It was a close game. Halftime comes. Third quarter starts. The Warriors had five team fouls in less than a minute and a half of the quarter. Fourth quarter starts. You know, Kings are up 13 and the Kings get three fouls in the first minute of the fourth quarter. So so it's not as if this was a vendetta against the Warriors. But I think the media and the way people are reacting to this goes back to what I always tell you. I'm not saying that it's rigged. But people definitely want the
1: Warriors in the next round. You know, I don't it, think people want I don't think people care if the Warriors are in the next round or not. Oh, I think they I do. just think. Warriors against have, LeBron course, again?
0: Warriors against the Grizzlies? Yes, would, they
1: do. You would want you would want Warriors, Lakers, if you're playing 2K and you want that. I get that matchup. But I think the way people react to the suspension is because he got kicked out of game two and they lost. So as a as the NBA, you're looking at it, you're like, you know what? We gave the other guy a technical, and they, I think they were reviewing some bonus for a flagrant one for holding on. But they just gave him a technical for that. I don't know what, like, the grounds they used. I think it was, like, an unnatural basketball play or unnatural basketball move or some kind Unnecessary, of... Unnecessary, yeah. Unnecessary contact, not a basketball move, which... Right. If he was, if Draymond was running and he grabbed him, would have been a flagrant one. But the fact right. that he held on to him while he was standing still, like he was trying to go. They made it. So they 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 use that. They use discretion in assessing the technical to Sabonis and then the flagrant two to Draymond. So I look at that whole situation as like when if my son's gotten a fight in the kitchen. All right, one gets hit in the face, the other one gets. Sent upstairs. So the one that got punched in the face, all right, that's your punishment. You got punched in the face. The other one, you lose your phone for the rest of the weekend. Cool. Monday comes around. We, we, we're we good to go. Like, right. you got your punishment for being involved because you got hit in the face. That's what you get from messing with your brother. You hit him in the face. You lost your phone through the weekend. We're good to go. I'm not going to be like, all right, now I got to assess an even higher level penalty and then this, you know, when I started the fight, is good to go. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, so it's like you, you, you gave them the penalties. You got the flake. You got the technical on Sabonis, and I don't know how they accumulate in the playoffs. And then you put Draymond at the game, and his team lost. It's like so. You obviously know how much of an impact he is to the team. Yes, mm-hmm. he has to be better with making decisions, and that's why I said I had to get it off my chest part. But that's my, my thing is like stop putting yourself in the crosshairs. Unfortunately. They shot him down on this go round. I don't think it's wise. Like th- I don't think it's fair. I think it sets it up to where people are now looking like, well, maybe the NBA wants this new up and coming team from Northern California. We'll see. We'll day. see real quick, even though that might not have anything to do with it. It's just that you're setting a different kind of narrative that has n- nothing to do with the actual gameplay. Right. right. You're and setting that's- it up to where people could think like, oh. If you don't suspend them, you want the Warriors in the next round. But since you did suspend them, you must want the Kings versus like, yo. They could have came out and said, listen, he missed the the bulk of the fourth quarter. His team lost the game. We we assessed a, a fine of $75,000, and then we find the team $125,000 for allowing this action to continue. And now the team is like, yo, you cost us one hundred twenty five dollars on top of the fact you got to pay $75,000.
0: But see, and that's what I'm saying. But but like so now, bringing it back full circle to the, the beginning of our conversation. So what do you do with Embiid now? You know because he didn't get oh ejected. he didn't suspended. He didn't get ejected. You know he get suspended
1: for game four. They're gonna review it. He's gonna get suspended because they just suspended Draymond and try to made, but, make it make But what make, if he doesn't? Know, but what if he doesn't? Someone's gonna mention it. Someone from the Warriors organization will mention it publicly, or they will make a call. Either somebody from the Warriors organization well, well, will you say know what's publicly. Funny, What's funny A is Warriors earlier. writer will say it. Somebody's gonna say it publicly before tomorrow. Before you and I have our afternoon text conversation, it's gonna be an anonymous exec questions why Embiid wasn't kicked out of game three. Well, you know Brooklyn. what's
0: funny is, you know, um they had the sideline interview with Glenn Rivers earlier. And, you know, they had asked him, like, you know, what are you telling B in that area, like X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And he said something along the lines of, like, you know, he just got to relax and know better, you know, because, you know, people get suspended nowadays. Yeah, he he threw that out there. I heard heard
1: that was like, that's an old school move.
0: Yeah. So here we go, y'all. 96 to 96 with about a minute 25 left. We're coming down the stretch. Brooklyn has the ball. McHale at the top of the key driving against Embiid. The pull-up misses it, and P.J. Tucker with the rebound. So Philly has the ball now. So we're coming up on the last minute of of a tight game here. You know, uh, Mikael Bridges is now 9 of 27, you know. (laughs)
1: 33%. Embiid
0: is uh, 5 of 12 with 14 points as of this 17
1: for 27, you look like a hero. Yeah,
0: you know, (laughs) Embiid takes the jumper, misses badly. Uh, Rebound, there's a foul, looks like.
1: Figures. Yeah, under a, a minute, got to call a foul.
0: Yeah, well, it, no, it actually was a foul. Uh, I don't care. You Fiddy Smith out. fell on the, the, the Anthony Melton falling out of bounds, but but you know, but yeah, so I'm interested to see that now because of Embiid doesn't get suspended now. He should, you know. But hold on, this is my question though: if he doesn't get suspended, is is that even a conversation that we hear on some of these shows tomorrow? Absolutely,
1: because like, he's the MVP candidate. And Draymond just got suspended. And like you said, you talked about in our our pre-meeting, he's like, yeah, at least 95% of the people I heard talking on TV were like, I didn't think he's – everyone was saying he shouldn't have been suspended. Yeah, there's usually a split. Even even Nick Wright was like, before the suspension, he was like, I don't think he should be suspended. But I would understand because he broke down he was like, this person stomped on another player's chest in the middle of the game. So he's like, I can see where they would suspend. Him. He was like, I don't think he should be suspended. So even people right, right. who can, can kind of wrap their head around the idea that potentially there was a suspension, was still like, now nah, I wouldn't do it. So now that he then he got suspended, when I saw it, I was like, I didn't agree with it. Well, well that's you where I think the ejection comes in.
0: I think the ejection comes in there. The if he if he didn't get ejected, law. yeah, if he didn't get ejected, then maybe the I think the suspension is a given, maybe. You know, but since he got ejected, I figured the suspension should be off the table because now it's a double jeopardy type situation. You already yeah. ejected him; you already, gave already him ejected him too. You
1: cost him a game.
0: Yeah, now you're just doing insult to injury at this point. You know, it's but at like the same time, you gave him it just a
1: reputation sucks. suspension when it wasn't warranted because yeah. you saw what you saw what transpired to get him there. If he blocked sabonis's shot and then while he was on his on the ground out of bounds or whatever then went over and stomped on him then that's another thing but you saw that oh back had with grabbed the three. Up. you know sabonis had him grabbed up and it was like let's see there's been some some chaos with my Sons lacrosse team. All right, Dinwiddie
0: today. draws the foul. So 99 to 96 with 37.7. PJ Tucker is acting like a petulant child because they called a foul against him, Garden Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, you know, this is one of those moments where it's probably a tech if it's a different point in the game. But since there's like 37 seconds left, we're going to let it ride. All right, what we got? It wasn't a foul. Mm. It shouldn't have been a foul, but you know.
1: That should have been a tactical, though. That yeah, reaction yeah. is a technical. Like I said, behind you. So that reaction is a technical.
0: That's what I'm saying. They're reviewing they it, though. Tatum got a
1: technical it. for saying, damn, when he messed up his own play, he got a technical. And he got a technical when he bounced the ball hard. Yeah. J.J. Reddy got one for a bounce pass. So, so you're Trey part of Young. the
0: world. So you're part of the world. Secaucus is about to make a major decision here to, towards the end of this game. You know, Who's that? Secaucus, New Jersey. You know, the... Uh, the, the NBA office, the review offices, or whatever—they're looking at it right now. So we're on commercial, you know. But yeah, I think that. Um, so so so, just to put the bow on it, put the bow on it. Golden State win tonight, or or uh, they going down three zero?
1: Oh, they going down three zero. Easy, just like that. Yeah, they they have Looney. In order for Looney to be effective, he needs Draymond out there to be a defensive piece from like the free throw line to the hoop. So when he slides over to help, all he's doing is trying to contest the shot.
0: Uh-huh. The
1: Aaron Fox is going to drive the ball. Cause Mike Brown's going to tell him like, listen, drive the ball into Looney's chest, get him two quick fouls and they got to go to the bench. Right. Who are they bringing in? That's over six foot eight that we've PJ, seen pj golden tucker state.
0: still running around
1: i'm not he's, back i'm still on commercial yeah yeah, he's
0: still running around so it was
1: like who, who who does golden state bring in that's six foot seven or eight that plays defense
0: hey they still got hey i've been giving shout outs ever since our show the other day shout out jonathan kaminga you know what yeah, I'm but saying?
1: he's a wing defender he's i know a, i know he can't in.
0: You know, so so this has got to be one of those games, right? You know, we talk about, I don't talk about it. Y'all talk about it. Most of y'all LeBron fans in the media. You know, everybody always talks about legacy. You it know, didn't. saying everybody talks about legacy. This is where I need Steph Curry from game four in Boston to show up tonight.
1: He dream on.
0: I'm not saying that I'm going to kill him if they lose. I'm not saying I'm going to kill them if they play bad. I'm just saying for legacy purposes, this might be the game where Steph needs to go Game four in Boston. And Denwitty, of course, hits the first free throw, misses the second free throw. We got 35 seconds left. Maxie bringing the ball up the court, you know, dribbling down some clock, about 12 left on the shot clock. You know, here we go. Maxie. All right, we got some switching going on. Maxie against Denwitty. Pull up. Short. Brooklyn with the rebound. Here we go. 14
1: seconds left. Dinwiddie right. coming All right down now. the court. Still that oh, and
0: be Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad.
1: So now now I want to see you live All right. I have
0: to let you do your thing. And while we do that, we switching topics real quick. So, Oakland's new land. And I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I feel so bad for the city of Oakland, you know, because they done lost the Warriors. You know, granted they just right down the, you know, right down the bay or whatever, but they lost the Warriors. You know, Vegas came through in 2020 and said, you know, while you're suffering from COVID, we're going to take this football team off your hands. And then before you could blink just like that, the major league baseball commissioner comes out today and says that he feels that this Oakland to Vegas thing is going to happen. So and then, of course, that prompted me to learn that. uh, Oh, that's
1: a golden. I know. know. They call it. Nope. Oh my bad! I wasn't supposed to say that. See, you can't be no, asking I'm me. I'm watching qu- it. You can't they be asking me that? questions. You can't be asking they didn't me. So, Wait, as they call that.
0: So as it's I was saying, so as I was saying, I
1: watched when we watch games live. <laughs> my bad, that'd be to cut you off. I just saw the replay. Yeah. So, so
0: yeah, as no. I was saying, so so you know, so I you know, and I just learned today because it prompted me to learn that the Las Vegas Strip is not actually in Las Vegas. It is in Paradise slash Winchester. So you know that was just some G Wiz. It's Vegas. That was some G Wiz. But you, it's just, just Vegas, south of baby. Vegas. Just south of Vegas.
1: That's Vegas, baby. It's all Vegas. When <laughs> you get there, you see those lights. Trust me. When you go to Nevada, you only flying into Vegas. And I call it when I tell people when they they tell me so like yeah I went to I went to Vegas when I was uh, like twelve or thirteen. My family nah you went to Las Vegas. You went to the city for people. Zero to 20. Vegas with the extra (laughs) S with the dollar sign. That's a different city. Oakland had no chance of keeping the A's when they, when the Raiders decided to leave and go to Southern Nevada. They had no shot. They probably made it difficult to even have a deal. They probably had all kinds of demands. Like, listen, we want. A waterfall that comes out of the stadium into the waterfront property, right into restaurants. Like we can't build that. Well, that's what we want. Well, it's we funny that you bring that pad. up. It's, fu- it's funny we that want a you... helicopter pad. We well, want this. We well, you want know, it's that. funny
0: that you bring that up because there was actually a lawsuit against the A's because they were going to try to build this new stadium, and you know they're in California, so people felt that it wasn't environmentally safe enough. You know, so they took the A's to court, or they were going to take the A's to court to try to resolve this. But of course, Oakland could have built a new stadium years ago because the stadium that they play in now that they were sharing with the Raiders at one point is basically a Vietnam era stadium that never got updated.
1: Listen, so, they were. Listen, it's like you know your marriage is over, but you agree to the counseling anyway. Yeah, just be like, you know what? I'll get off work on a Tuesday to handle it. But oh, I'm leaving. my lord, have mercy! Hold on, don't say nothing. I'm leaving. They're like, I'm leaving, doesn't matter what. So, once they built a Legion Stadium, and a lot of people like haven't been to Vegas, it's super tight and packed. All right, so Mike seems to be focused on the TV, and I'm like 20 seconds behind. No, so I'm, I'm listening
0: I'm, to you. I'm No, just no, watching no,
1: because no, now I'm watching it.
0: Tragic Johnson, baby.
1: I'm so disappointed.
0: <laughs> and that's why you're the Brooklyn Nets.
1: And this is why you don't trade Ka- Ka- Katie or Kyrie. <laughs> but either way, good thing that another there's another games on TV. But with Vegas, because that was my thing, because I go to Vegas a lot. I uh, went out there, you know, I'm out there all the time. Any chance I get, anytime I'm thinking about what I want to do in a couple of months for vacation, I check the Vegas numbers. I look at cruises and everything else, but when it boils down to it, I'm taking a nonstop flight from Newark to Vegas, and I'm going to Vegas. So when I first heard about the Raiders stadium being built, Legion Stadium, it's like $1.5 billion, $1.57, something like that, something crazy high. I was like, I wonder where they're going to put it. Well, if you look at the strip, it runs north and south. The Mandalay Bay is on one side of I-15, I-215 is the interstate that comes through. So you got the Mandalay Bay on one side, then you got the interstate that runs between it. It's like four or five lanes each way. The Raiders Stadium is right across that. So it's right on the end of the strip. So it's not not another city. So if you are on vacation to Vegas and you're staying at the MGM Grand, you're staying at Bellagio, whatever hotel you're staying at, you want to go... You can see the stadium if your window is the backside of that hotel. You can see it. It's like it's right there. It's not like you got to see it. It's like far off in the distance. It's like literally you get an Uber there. It's going to be a reasonable number because it's right down the street. Right. They're building the baseball stadium projected a little closer to more hotels across from the T-Mobile arena. And the T-Mobile arena is the big intersection you see if you see any kind of vegas movie the intersection where wupac got shot is mgm grand tropicana excalibur new york new york right there just just north of that intersection is a t-mobile arena they're planning on building the baseball stadium right there so once again you're right there on the strip you basically as a as a team, once you put your stadium there, you become a part of the 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 skyline and the ambiance of the strip. So even if you're not into baseball, it's the highlight of the of the the travel vacation you know year for Vegas between Memorial Day and just after Labor Day. So they they get the whole summer. So you got baseball for the whole summer. People are rolling into their trips games you know 162 games you're there for 81 of them and you already have the fan base because you have the oakland raiders fan base a lot of them probably by proxy oakland a's baseball fans if they're baseball fans Mm -hmm. i think it might even open up an opportunity because i was looking on a map yesterday at work and i was like there's no interstate that goes directly from northern california into Nevada, and then south to Vegas. But there's nothing there. So you could probably expand whatever – there's probably like some state routes. You might be able to expand that because if you're moving that many teams to that area, that's going to be a demand on getting there because right now you got to take the interstate down through California and then you get to like the Fresno area, then you can go east from there, which adds some time. But if you could just go east – and they come straight south oh yeah that drive is probably like from like from utah it was like five hours yeah but we took the interstate straight from where we stayed at
0: straight right.
1: from the base all the way down to vegas if you literally don't get off of i-15 you're driving right to that same intersection right where the baseball stadium is going to be so i think it's a good move they're still in the al west they don't have to change anything they have to change the time zones like i said their fans are out there you have the oakland Football team. So you already have that buzz. You got the the Las Vegas Knights. You have gambling and whatever the gambling, you know, everyone's worried about gambling. You got boxing boxing coming there. So maybe you do a boxing match at your baseball stadium and you sell out a hundred thousand seats. Mayweather fighting on, you know, second base.
0: Yeah. They did it in Creed. (laughs) I'm telling you. Like, Dodger Stadium.
1: it's so many levels to why Vegas makes more sense than any other place. If they were going to leave Oakland, Vegas is a natural place for it. And I can see I can see the NBA trying to get a team there by just doing something. Like, I came up with a little little thing here. If it happens, I want credit for it, NBA. You get another team in Seattle, expansion team in Seattle, expansion team in Vegas, and you put Memphis and New Orleans in the Eastern Conference. So now you got your numbers are the same. You just move those guys over They're close enough already. You got these young stars you want to highlight. Well, you need to get them playing more East coast teams versus Mm -hmm. having a team in Tennessee playing games in California and saying they're in the same conference. It's like,
0: you know, it's always been weird to me. Side note, since you brought that up, it's always been weird to me, you know, that Milwaukee and Chicago are in the East, but then Minnesota's in the West. Like I know how to read a map, but anyway, um, So I was, so yes, you're right that Las Vegas makes the most sense, but I still don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Like Oakland, my heart goes out to you. You know, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know if y'all don't got the money, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if like Christian Gray came through with the whips and chains and he was a billionaire and came and stole your girl or what. But, you know, but I just Oakland, man, my heart goes out to you, you know, but it, but it is your fault. You know, you had the opportunity to build stadiums for years upon years upon years because you're playing in a fossil right now. You know, uh, the Warriors, it made sense to move to San Francisco, you know, just because of what you're talking about, like the business, you know, just the landscape in general. So San Francisco made more sense, you know, business wise tech wise, you know, whatever it might be, like, it, it just made a lot of sense, you know, uh, but I just don't understand it. Cause I know the Raiders left originally, you know, when we were like super small, you know, we were little kids and then they came back, you know, because like the LA Coliseum was just a huge stadium that they weren't filling. So, you know, I know Al Davis had mentioned that having a smaller stadium would bring a better home field advantage you know which makes sense in theory and he wanted some luxury suites but of course what happened Oakland didn't want to give it to him Oakland being cheap you know so I get why these teams want to leave Oakland like Vegas I saw something funny on Twitter today that you know made me think it was like yo why are these teams trying to move to this city that's about to run out of water
1: (laughs) they better do something They'll figure out something. Yeah, they'll figure out something. millionaires there, they'll figure (laughs) out something.
0: (laughs) They'll figure out
1: something, but for the time being... The first time I ever heard about uh, blackout games, Uh it was referencing Raiders games because they didn't have enough people in the audience. Right. And it was like, we're not going to play the games locally if you guys don't show up. So pay for the tickets. Come fill the stadium. So they read, and then they were playing with the they had the baseball diamond. It just like it looked nostalgic. It was,
0: it was disgusting,
1: but it's like everybody would talk about. I think Travis Kelsey talked about falling on that dirt. He was like, "Man, it was so hard." They just like it just would cut you. It just was it's like it was a terrible field. It just was not a good look and, for and a it, billion dollar a week industry. Like we make a billion be, dollars,
0: and it might just be time for a rebrand. You know, the A's haven't been like we were talking about the Pirates the other day. You know, like the A's haven't been good for quite some time either. So maybe They're it's definitely time, not good
1: this year. They're like, three you know, and seventeen.
0: yeah, we were talking about the Bash brothers, you know, Maguire um, and Kaseko, you know, because, I mean, the Raiders won three Super Bowls in Oakland. The A's won four World Series. You know what I mean? And the Warriors, you know, have five titles, you know, I mean, granted, I think they were playing in chase last year. So I can't necessarily give that one to Oakland. But you know what I mean?
1: It's, the you same, know, it's, like, the same it's you know the same region, it's the same, same region, same region, yeah. same fan so, base. So they, they have they've seen success, right? It's just that they didn't successfully negotiate how to do it. And then I think, like I said, once that once that pathway for the Raiders to go to Vegas, listen, I've been to San Francisco, I've been to San Jose, uh, I've been to that area a couple of times. See, San Jose was
0: a spot that I wondered why it wasn't on the table, but go ahead.
1: Because it just you're get you're trading apples for apples at that point. It's like moving from D.C. to Maryland. Yeah, it's a new environment, it's a new place, but you're just you're not you're not making a big enough splash. It's not going to help with your mm-hmm. rebranding. You're still going to be the Oakland A's. You're just going to play in But at, they got to change Vegas. the
0: way that they are. This Moneyball stuff ain't going to work in Vegas.
1: The the thing about Vegas is like, listen, man, I paid for a show called Zoo Manity. It was like a huge yes. circus Soleil show, <laughs> and it had a little person on a curtain swinging around and women come out of the audience, motorboating people. It was crazy. I wouldn't probably wouldn't go to that event in, you know, Mount Holly, New Jersey. But in Vegas, cool. I'm going to break off ninety six dollars for these tickets and <laughs> drink these big ass drinks. Because yeah. it's Vegas. I'm going to do that stuff because it's Vegas. So I think people will come there because that was my thing. I didn't think that the Raiders are going to be able to fill that stadium. Right. But we, me and you were talking about this. I have a friend uh works in uh, travel out there, and every once in a while, like her her uh, employer gets box tickets to these games. Mm-hmm. So they get box tickets, and she, you know, she'll post a picture on social media, whatever the case may be. And then I'll look at some more just aspects of the stadium that it has set up. The section behind the goalpost is like a million dollar section. It's you buy it out and you buy tickets for like a bunch of people and it's champagne, lobster, seafood, caviar, bottle service the whole night. It's like a nightclub right in the end zone and it's it's probably like a i think it's like a it can go up to like a million dollars it's like you're just throwing the craziest party I'm like there's no way they're gonna sell out every week somebody's in that section
0: hey am, am there, i old a millionaire
1: guy? poker player or somebody who's buying out that section and it's just it's gonna and i think the oakland athletics are looking at it like yo, yeah, we can do the same thing because not like the raiders have been any good
0: Hey, am I am I old guy for wanting the NBA teams to wear white at home?
1: <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: But uh, but like, you know, like but I was you probably want their this.
1: shoes to match the jerseys too.
0: Nah, that's fine. Um, I like the, you know, I like
1: the soccer style stuff.
0: But but uh, but but you know, but this this might not be the last time we see this, you know, because I saw you know I was reading up and I saw that uh, you know Tampa's deal with. Um, Their stadium runs out in 2027, and I know during the COVID year, there was talk of them playing some games in Montreal, so I know Montreal could be on the table for Tampa. But, you know, I thought of Portland as another place that the A's could have moved as well. I thought about Nashville. You know, those were just little towns that I had in my mind, you know, because Portland just made –
1: You like nostalgia. No, no,
0: Portland – no, Portland just made sense because they do the money ball thing, you know, and I think of the Blazers in Portland now as a loser city. So it makes sense that the A's would move to another loser city. You yeah, know? They won't do that no more. They want yeah, million it,
1: dollar suites. They want to sell out. They want million dollar suites. They want Dan Blenzier and the poker guys. They want all these. They want Mayweather. They want these people to come sit in their luxury boxes, have the bottle service. They want Vegas, Dre's, MGM Grand, luxury ball in swag out environment because you can go 81 and 81 and no one would care because the Oakland A's games are lit.
0: Well, I thought about Nashville just because um, I thought I had read at one point in time that like Justin Timberlake was a part of the team or the part of the ownership group that was trying to get the MLB there. And I just thought that would have been cool at the time. So, you know, I love this, you know, Sabonis is getting the Booze every time he touches the ball treatment, you know. But uh yeah, so so you know, but but I am sad because Oakland A's are a team that I I attach to my baseball fandom, I guess, you know, like um the earthquake you know,
1: when they had the world series, yeah, like Giants. like
0: moments like that. And Dennis speak-
1: Eckersley, Ricky Henderson, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And speaking of earthquakes, I just want everybody to know since we're talking about baseball. The Pirates have won five games in a row. They are now 14 and seven. They are seven games above 500. So Pirates appreciation day rocks on, but, but yeah, you know, but the Oakland A's is just a team that like, you know, and and I mean, we're older, you know, we're in our forties now. So, so when you ask me, like when you think of baseball, what are some teams that come to mind, you know, there's like, of course, there's going to be the Yankees, the Dodgers, you know the Orioles just because I'm from Baltimore, but you know, but Oakland's in that next tier of teams that I think of. You know, like you got like the Cubs, the Red Sox, the A's, like they're just right there in that mix of like yeah, that second tier like, of teams.
1: Like the Giants and the Dodgers are the two teams in California, right? That can't leave. Right. The Angels could have gone to Vegas, and people like that makes sense because they they, they don't own LA. It's like the Chargers could leave LA and go right. back to San Diego. Right. The Clippers could leave. The Lakers are, are staples, and you want to think Oakland's that way, but we associate Oakland with the Raiders. How much does more than how with do the it, Athletics?
0: How much does having the LA name help the Clippers?
1: Well, they went for two billion dollars when they were valued at like six fifty six months before that, six hundred fifty million. And they sold for two billion. Yeah, like I, like unless that Forbes article that I read was just, you know, estimations, and they went on the low end, so they were a little bit felt like they were more accurate. But even none of them said a billion, and they went for two billion a year after that article came out. And I think that's part of it. the The reason the Rams moved to LA was because of that. Like now we're the LA Rams. They their value probably went from. $1 one billion in St. Louis to three and a half as soon as they moved to LA. Yeah. As soon as they change soon as they changed the helmet, it went up two billion dollars.
0: The turn of sor- turnover source pool, you know, in the starting lineup with the first basket of the game. Yeah, you know, but I, I just it was just something that I always wondered because you know the Clippers left San Diego, you know, um the Chargers left San Diego, you know, um and the Warriors,
1: for the same reason that Oakland did—they couldn't and, get they couldn't get the stadium together.
0: The, the Warriors were originally the San Francisco Warriors when they left Philadelphia, you know, and then eventually changed their name to Golden State, I guess, so they could just represent, you know, the state at large. California, you know, even though they still stayed in the same area, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, like, it just made me wonder because, like, with Oakland moving to, um, to Vegas does that potentially open the door for another team to move to California? Or does that open the door for another California expansion team if baseball decides to expand again?
1: I would say if – I would – it would be more likely to get an NBA team in Vegas before you got another baseball team to open. Even with your Tampa Bay theory, they probably want to keep them in the AL East. Right, right. Them going up to Montreal makes sense. Right. They stay in the AL East, and now – Baseball has another city, another Providence. I think that's what province, province. a province, yeah. Uh, up in Canada that they right. can now sell. So, because you got Toronto and mm-hmm. Montreal, I think they're all in Quebec, yeah. So, you, you basically have that whole area on Smash, and you know, you have the hockey, so you have the hockey that connects. Canadians to American sports. Right. So it's not like you're putting like if you put an NFL team in Canada, it's not the same because they're connected to their Canadian football. Why is
0: there no team in Vancouver?
1: It's too far west. Because I know because I know to, like they, West is the problem. Being West is the is the be You have to be West. And you either have to have a name on the front of your jersey or the names on the back of your jersey that move the needle.
0: Yeah, because you know I've because heard the, people w- what they talk about. Because right I've heard people talk about NBA expansion, and I've heard some people saying that like Vancouver should get another team, for example. You know, it but
1: didn't work. It's ten. It's right now. It is ten nineteen here in Jersey. This game is eight forty left in the first quarter. Luckily, I don't have to get to my office until nine a.m., so I can fall asleep at one get seven hours of sleep, wake up at eight, get dressed and get ready to work. Most people don't have that luxury to stand up till one o'clock to watch a game. And this is right, how it is. Right. <clears throat> when the game went to overtime last week, I was like, come on, man. I'm to really <laughs> to sleep. And then it went to overtime. That just added more time to it. So I think that's part of it. And We do have an East Coast bias. But if you look at the 400 million live in the United States, it's like 270 million live east of the Mississippi. It's like 130 are divided them up. The rest of the country. Everywhere else. Yeah. Everywhere else. But like you know, 60%, 60 65% of people live on this side of the other country. So yeah, there's a little bit more lean this way, hence why Chicago plays in the Eastern Conference, because you want Jordan playing against the Knicks. Every, the Pac-12. You know, <laughs> the Pac-12 joining the Big Ten. Like, I mean, what's going on? But they want to play their games in the Eastern Times on they? they they'll right. play a game against Purdue or Indiana just to play that game at 7 p.m. on east coast time.
0: I just want the timber wolves in the east at some point.
1: You're <laughs> if like my idea is gonna I think it's gonna come true. I give it two years before they come up with it. They're gonna get another team in Seattle. They'll put another and they'll get a team in Vegas. So whenever LeBron retires him Floyd Mayweather and Oprah are gonna get a team in Vegas, maybe Oprah. Diddy
0: no Ellen Maybe DeGeneres, generous, huh? <laughs> clutch,
1: clutch, clutch Sports and Rock Nation. Maybe they'll get together, get a team in Vegas. Uh, and Then Jay-Z would do like a – him and Beyonce would do like a little show at the MGM of the Bellagio. <laughs> Tickets would be yeah. $900 each. You know, these money people, know, they know how to make the money. And I, I figure Oakland just wasn't cutting out that money. They just weren't – they weren't cutting their check to keep the team there. So they're like, listen, we can go 70-92 and 92 in Nevada and people won't care because we'll have bottle girls in the audience.
0: So I promise, I promise me bringing up Minnesota was independent of this topic. But apparently Minnesota wants Trey Lance?
1: I think that's a good idea. Let's hear it. The issue is this. Is San Francisco, are they taking calls hoping that a team who wants one of these young four quarterbacks, because that's the difference this year. Would it be in? Cause we had the five quarterbacks go in the first run a couple of years ago with the Mac Jones, Trey Lance included Trevor Lawrence. uh, uh, What's the boy name? Justin Fields. And I'm missing the name. Cause five went. Yeah. I'm
0: drawing
1: a blank right now. I'm drawing a blank too, but for, those five guys went that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think now with there being four quarterbacks, San Francisco's looking like everyone's going to want one of these four quarterbacks. And we're going to talk about that in the draft section on the next topic. They figured maybe it's one of those teams that can't get one of these four quarterbacks that are essentially being hyped. One mm-hmm. guy was playing for national champ. Well, two guys, between, you know, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, were playing and competing for national championships and they're, couple of years at their school. Anthony Richardson was going 9 for 27 in games. Then another game, he'll throw for 450 yards. Will Levis, 19 touchdowns, 12 picks. Body looks – he looks like he was created to play quarterback, and then you look at his numbers and it's like, you should have just played tight end. Like, But the hype train is getting these guys pushed up. So San Francisco is like, man, a lot of the guys that are coming out, well, the, the bigger two are more of a project than the guy we have sitting here healing. Right. So if somebody wants to give us, I mean, the best you're going to get, man, is, is for lack of a better phrase, I don't want to equate Trey Lance to to money, but it's going to be pennies on the dollar because you gave up three first round picks to get them. And it's like, you're not going to get a first round pick back. If you get a third and a sixth. That's I can't imagine any other team like maybe somebody is feeling frisky and they will give you a a second, a third, and a fifth. Best case scenario because it's like they know you're in a bind because you have Sam Darnold as your free agent who couldn't win a seven on seven game right now because high schoolers. Brock Purdy who's saying he might not play all year. And he was unproven because he only played one road game. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. And then you got Trey Lance.
0: You and know, you what's, were trying
1: to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo for two years and then you needed him.
0: You know what's funny, real quick? How do we forget the MILF Hunter? <laughs> Jimmy G? Like Jimmy
1: no, G Zach man. Wilson. That was
0: the oh, other quarterback. That's
1: the other guy because he's super irrelevant. The, the Provo MILF Hunter. The Provo Milvutter. Yeah. But anyway, he, yeah. He played he was a BYU cougar, so he likes cougars. There you obviously. go. There you go.
0: Symbology. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think
1: that I think the Jets would probably be. I think the Jets could move Zach Wilson for more than what San Francisco could move and get for Trey Lance. But mm-hmm. I think it makes sense for Minnesota because He's from there. That's one thing. He's from Minnesota. You're not sold on Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins isn't going to be a diva if you bring Trey Lance in. I think he would literally – Kirk Cousins seems like the type of guy that in the middle of practice, they're like, all right, we're going to do a 10-play drive for practice. You're going to get 10 reps. Yeah, He seems like the type of guy that would take four reps – and give Trey Lance six, right? Like he just see seems he just seems like someone that would just do that. So I think, in that regard, it's it's, it's a good move for Minnesota. It just depends on how much San Francisco thinks they're going to get for
0: him. I just don't know what these teams. Whoever they may be, besides Minnesota, I just don't know what these teams think they're getting when they get Trey Lance. I mean, I get—I guess you got the whole untapped potential thing. Like in college, he threw thirty touchdowns to one interception, you know, but he barely threw over three hundred passes total. So it's not as if you have this big body of work. So that's where when you say that it's a good move for Minnesota, my reaction is like, well, yeah, they just want to start all over. Like if they're just trying to go. Back to square one and build from the ground up because as is, you know, they get a couple of DBs in there and they're a contender to win their division, you know, as is they're a contender to win their division with some corners. They keep Dalvin Cook. You know, right matchups, they can make a run to NFC championship game, something along. Those I think
1: lines. they I think they feel like they can win a division right now as their team is currently constructed and then be better going forward with Trey Lance. Maybe in the upside, that whole that whole phrase upside. So 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 another
0: team that I heard mentioned with Trey Lance was Houston. So I guess that could make sense. Demico Ryans would have been one of the few head coaches that has seen this dude day in, day out practice whatever the case may be you know his tendencies you know but but i also don't think that if if domico ryan doesn't go get him that's a indictment on him either but you know but but unless domico ryan saw something that stood out to him but i don't see that because you have the chance to draft your franchise quarterback not the leftover franchise quarterback that somebody else drafted.
1: that's the thing i don't think trade lance i think he had a better run than zach wilson I think if he played a full season, his ability to scramble and get out of the broken ankle is a freak thing.
0: Right, because right, right, right.
1: Guys get tackled every play. It just it's just one of those. It just has to be the angle. Your foot's in the dirt one way, you roll the other way, and unfortunately, you break your ankle. Well, he also, you know, you know Tom Brady I mean, ACL in the pocket. So like, of course I mean, the injuries happen. But I think people look at the fact that he's six four. He seems as far as you haven't heard anything negative. From no, him. no. Even and of course and of course poorly, this doesn't necessarily mean
0: anything, but I mean he did go to North Dakota State. So it's not as if you know we saw him against the best of the best or you know, whatever. So that may not mean anything, but, yeah, but we saw Mac but Jones against the, the
1: best of the best, and he's it he looks awful. We've seen Zach Wilson against some of the top competition. Yeah, and but we, we knew, but we point, knew that Mac Matt Jones had talent.
0: But we knew that Mac Jones had wide receivers for days. Like we yeah, knew but that. They, people
1: people literally Trey Lance were on ain't TV have
0: wide receivers for days.
1: People were on TV saying that Mac Jones is going number three. They were saying that San Francisco trade up from 12 to 3 to take Mac Jones. I'm well,
0: like I think that was but, but prominent. I think,
1: Adam I think, Schefter. uh, who's the other guy that's always on like Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated? Um, Peter I, King. It was people out there saying that he was going to go number three overall. It was well, I think that Trevor was more so Zach Mac. I think said, that was more so
0: people looking at Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks. You know, looking at Matt Bryan or looking at these whoever guys
1: were saying. I've you know, been in rooms with. They were people. lying. I've heard people these were blowing smoke up their ass. They were adamant that it was going to be mac jones i i couldn't believe it i was yelling at the tv i probably called you (laughs) every single time i heard it because it was like why did you you don't have like if you want mac jones cool but you don't give a three first round picks to give to get a guy in an offense where you were talking about you need a quarterback
0: well well to me mac jones had patriot written all over him you know especially when i found out his name was like McCorkle or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that just sounded like a Patriot through and through, you know what I mean? Like Chris Hogan yeah. style. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but you know, but but like when I but when I look at um Trey Lance, I just don't so like, okay, so like let's let's look at um I'm you know,
1: gonna just watch Golden State trying to keep their season alive.
0: Yeah, they're up uh 23 to 14 right now. So um, you know, but yeah. So Michael McCorkle Jones, you know, like that just sounds like a patriot to me. But but, you know, but when I was but when I was looking at like somebody like Anthony Richardson, for example, you know what I mean? You had moments, even though we talked about his low completion percentage, you know, you had moments where you saw him will his team to come back against Alabama and be a two point conversion away. From knocking off Alabama. You know, you've seen him play against Georgia. So whatever inferences you want to make about him based beat off of Utah. what you think about Georgia, he beat Utah, all like, that good what, all what that hell stuff of a like play that.
1: On that two-point conversion.
0: Yeah. Whereas with Trey Lance, like what's the college moment or what's the team that he beat that stands out to say this is the guy, or you know, what outside of he looks like the guy, because I saw some comparisons where people were comparing him to Josh Allen, for example. So, you know, I can understand how a team might hear a Josh Allen comparison and be enamored, but I don't think that you're bringing Trey Young in. Trey Lance. If, I'm sorry, Trey, Trey Lance. You ain't bringing Trey Young in either because apparently he's the yeah. most overrated player in the NBA. I support that, by the way. But um, <laughs> but Trey Lance, you know, like if you're bringing him in, you're not trying to win this year or next year even maybe because even the talk Why comes not? out of because, like, I, even even when he was being drafted, a lot of the talk was he was Memphis Bleak. He was one hit away. So you were gonna, so you were gonna get at least two years out of uh, Trey. I keep wanting to say Trey Young, so bad. You get, you're yeah. gonna get like two years out of Lance before you before you get that step, you know. And then we saw him, you know, get injured in his first start. So he's still behind the ball to some degree from the standpoint of. Yeah, I'm expecting got him to just years.
1: come here. Got, he's got two years of being in a professional NFL passing program without his confidence being crushed. He got injured. Well, I saw Detroit as a spot
0: that he could go to.
1: That doesn't make any sense because I know. think Jared Goff has six more years left. Well, so the, spot,
0: so the spot that came to my mind, it doesn't make a lot of sense, I'll admit, because you're not going to trade him within your division and all that stuff but i thought if you had him in seattle sitting behind gino for a year or two that doesn't
1: cuz you just you just they just paid him
0: i know that's why that's why i said that's why i said it doesn't make sense like that's part of why it doesn't make sense but i just think that gino would be a good quarterback for him to come up under from the standpoint of overcoming adversity being the uh I don't know what the word is. I guess he had Gino had a little bit of hype, not Trey Lance hype, but he had a little. Yeah, bit of he hype. had
1: potential first round hype. He was at the draft for the first round, and then he slipped to the second. First night yeah. he had a suit on. Second night he had like a sweater with a tie. I remember that? Because I thought he, I thought he was a first round. Like quarterback. okay,
0: so let's do our game then. Let's let's walk this through. You know where's where's a good spot for Trey Lance?
1: To Trey end up? Lance, I like I like Minnesota.
0: I like Tennessee.
1: I don't like Tennessee unless they're going to completely cut ties with Malik Willis. Because okay. it's just—it like, makes sense. Okay, you—I want Trey to come in behind a guy that is productive, but potentially on his way he, out. He either has—he has, he has he either has to be the like star-
0: He either has to be the man, or there has to be a secession plan. I
1: have—I—I I think he would. So he be- could
0: go sit behind Aaron Rodgers or something. That, I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not, no, I'm not no, saying no, that's Aaron, double. Aaron, Aaron's,
1: Aaron's not a teacher. No, I'm not
0: saying that's double. Yeah. I'm just saying like where I there's where a, there's because Aaron
1: because Aaron's probably thinks he can play until he's 45. Like Tom,
0: I'm, I'm just I'm just saying that there should be. I a see Tampa player. Bay
1: behind Baker Mayfield.
0: Yep, I got Tampa written down on my paper. Yep. Tampa Bay. Yep.
1: So Minnesota, Tampa Bay. If Baltimore doesn't sign Lamar. And they do get a vet. I say you make that. You can make that move there. Um, I like Houston. I think Houston. I think Houston bringing him in to start this year, and drafting the best player available, number two overall, or they bring him in. They give San Francisco a third and a sixth or something like that. Like I said, you're not going to get the same value you got for the trade.
0: Yeah, Houston. Might, Houston is probably the best spot.
1: Now Houston trades from two to seven, and then Oakland goes up and they make a move or whatever, or two to to six because I think Detroit's at six. So maybe you or you even go you even go down to like, I wouldn't want to go lower than eight. I don't think Atlanta's going to move off their pick. They're definitely not going to go up. Right, so right, right. You, you move a third and a six, and that way now someone who wants Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, Indy, Indy gives you the house to go from four to two. So now you have four. You can still probably get Will Anderson at four, or if not Will Anderson, you can get Jalen Carter. Carter Granted, yeah. our, our our draft prospecting isn't going to have this conversation, but I I think I think there's a few teams. I, mean, I think maybe I think in, he's been, in division. Maybe maybe the Rams are feeling froggy and they bring him down and sit behind See, no, that's, that's what year. I mean.
0: A succession plan, you know, where yeah, you got yeah, a starter. I, I, I and need then, him
1: to come off, I need him come off the injury. I need him to come off the bad first year where he was probably bestowed into a pressure cooker because they gave up so many picks to get him. And then luckily Jimmy G was there to save him as as a as a so he didn't get overly criticized because Jimmy G was still there. The 49ers as an organization took the criticism. It's like, why would you move all these picks to get a guy when you had Jimmy G and look how successful Jimmy G is? And then he comes back and he gets hurt. So it was like, okay, injury happens. Jimmy G comes in again and Brock Purdy comes in again. And now Shanahan looks like the quarterback whisper. There hasn't been a lot of criticism, like a mass amount of criticism of Trey, of Trey Lance. So I think he still has enough confidence or his confidence hasn't been torn apart by the media mm-hmm. to the point where I think he could go to a team that has an established quarterback and then he can be their next plan. And that will give him two full years with Shanahan and whatever I feel about Shanahan, he knows something about quarterback play and route design and play design and schematics and so forth and so on. So you take that knowledge of two years and then you go to, minnesota la tampa bay baker mayfield i mean i don't know how great of a quarterback he is but i think he's another one of those guys that i think he could learn from him mm-hmm. i think he can see the ad- adversity the same thing you have with the geno smith situation right, like right. you can see what adversity yeah. looks like you see him moving around
0: yeah so I, li- but- I, li- I like i like i like houston just off of him potentially and, and this is just guessing Him potentially having a relationship with D'Amico Ryan's, they they at least know each other. Um, But at the same time, in Houston
1: he can start. In Houston he can start. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He'll play eight games indoors because he had that game in Chicago in the rain that looked pretty bad. Right. Eight games indoors. Another game in Jacksonville. Another game in that's indoors. A game in Tennessee that's probably warm.
0: But I still think that if I'm Houston, I think I like the prospect of having the number 2 pick and drafting my own quarterback like so I think I like that but I think it could make sense. Um I think Tampa makes a lot of sense. Um depending on depending on how Green Bay feels about Jordan Love you know once they move Aaron Rodgers finally hopefully this thing comes to some completion at some point point. man soon. what if it doesn't happen <laughs> i mean if it doesn't happen if it doesn't happen if it doesn't happen then san francisco need to get on the horn you know but uh nah man
1: leave Aaron know, out of you, san francisco. you know
0: but um but from that standpoint depending on how they feel about jordan love you know one way or the other you know i guess you can bring Trey lance there potentially as a curveball Outside of that, I just don't see many teams where it makes sense, you know, unless Washington did something, you know, like potentially. But, you know, but if I was Washington, I would just make the move for Lamar Jackson, you know. So it just doesn't make sense to me I to mean, get Andy, to get great can, value, Lamar can Jackson.
1: You make the move with a third, a third and a sixth and they keep their fourth – they keep number four and so, get the best player available. So
0: so this is the thing. This is the thing. The, the So – If you would have said this two weeks ago, I'd have probably been like, nah, but thinking about it and thinking about who Indy just hired as their head coach and that he had the success with Jalen Hurts. I could see that potentially making sense that I probably wouldn't have thought about that two weeks ago, but now that I've had a second to think about it, that could make sense. You know,
1: every team that needs a quarterback to include Carolina, uh, huh. I would include Carolina in that in this mix because essentially what you're getting with Trey Lance is the same. You're getting you're getting a a project at the quarterback position whether you have Trey Lance as your starter or you draft Stroud, Levis, Richardson, or Young, mm-hmm. or even uh, Hooker, right? Right, Vernon Hooker. Yeah. So if if we go with those are our top five guys, our f- f- uh, five first round guys, each team that I mentioned could take one of those quarterbacks. If you're going to take one of those quarterbacks, I would also like, you know what? Let's look at Trey Lance, because San Francisco, if they're taking calls, it's obvious that they're ready to move off from him. Right. See what you can see. I mean, what, for, see better for better see or worse, for better or worse,
0: for, for better or worse, Purdy has at least made a conversation of this could be my job. You know what I mean? Regardless of how we feel about him or how anybody feels about him, results on the field, he can say, like, hey, this is my team going forward until it's not, you know? I got, and but, I got
1: one more team, I think. It might surprise you. San Francisco. Just keep them. Yeah, yeah. That makes Like, I mean, I get it. You're the quarterback whisperer, but it's like you've been wishing to this dude for two years.
0: Well, well, you're saying that makes the most sense
1: because it, think about yeah, it. Yeah, it makes the most sense. Think,
0: think about it like this. You know, Trey Lance comes in, plays awesome this season. People will call you about Brock Purdy next year. You know what I mean? If Trey Lance doesn't necessarily look the best, you keep Brock Purdy and people still gonna want Trey Lance based off potential. So I mean this
1: Brock Purdy, Jeremy Lynn. Uh, Austin Reeves, run. I mean Austin no. Reeves, kind of run. It's going to come to an end because it's only you got a guy. He's not very big with an elbow injury. I don't know how big of an arm he had, but right. I imagine any any Tommy John equivalent type of surgery, ligament repairing your elbow, it takes a while. I mean, it yeah. takes Steven Strasburg a whole year, which most pitchers it does. But even yeah. with that, they had him on a pitch count. He like they took back. him out of a no-hitter because he was on the pitch count. He
0: might come back Chad Penny in the league. He, he might be Chad Penny. Might come, he come out back. there like
1: Tua out there throwing 25 mile an hour balls and they wonder Yo. why he's so accurate. Like, hey, <laughs> fucking.
0: Yo, I just passes. I just realized I'm such a sicko, you know, because you know, Golden State is up nine at the end of the first quarter, but you know, the Clippers and Suns just got underway. And the first thing I thought when I saw the tip-off was please let Russ win this game with no Kawhi, no Paul George, and just beat Durant and his, like, monster squad or what? Like, give Russ, Russ this for, moment. Russ give, is
1: going for 29 points, 11 assists, 7 boards, give, 7 turnovers. Give Russ
0: this moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, basketball gods, <laughs> give Russ this moment.
1: And that's the thing. Russ is going to – Russ wants that moment. Russ is – he tied his shoes up, got the ankle tape on, thinking – i'm gonna go out here and take this game
0: i want it for him just eat your cupcakes man you know saying you know but yeah like you know but yeah so we've been talking about it a little bit you know the nfl draft is next week you know so there's gonna be some quarterback movement going on you know as i mentioned earlier you know i was playing around i did my own little mock draft for the first time in life i don't even know if i like it or not but it's mine you know what i mean so yeah, so let's get to it. Like, you know what I mean? What you got? Raffle going number one.
1: You got the draft order, right? Because I got the I got Yeah, I got the, the draft order. I got because I okay, got no so, trades.
0: This is no trades, people. So I so know that I'm, people have I'm, been calling I'm to Arizona.
1: So I'm odds. Yeah, well, yeah, you'll be odds. All right, odds. Number one, Carolina. I'm taking CJ Stroud. I take CJ Stroud. I think he I think he played smart. I think he played to stay healthy this year. That's why they, you know, everyone was surprised at his mobility in the Ohio State game. Um, I knew he was a lot of these guys are athletes. They're like top prime athletes. It's the same thing when you're growing up. The pitcher normally was your best baseball player in your team. Quarterbacks are normally pretty athletic. Uh, cup play a couple of sports. So I got CJ Stroud. Um, he worked his way up in high school to get the rating that he got. It wasn't really handed to him. He played a year behind Justin Fields, was able to learn, and then he had two really good years at Ohio State. I know the knock on Ohio State quarterbacks is that they don't translate, but I can't, I can't do that. It's the same argument that people had with Megatron because Detroit kept drafting wide receivers. They're like, oh, can't do it again because you kept drafting wide receivers and it didn't work out. It was like, listen, the six foot five, two hundred thirty pound, twenty one year old. Yeah, I'm taking him.
0: Give me that. <laughs> Give me that,
1: yeah. yeah i'm taking that like if i mess it up i mess it up but you can see why like i went with this i went this route like you can understand like it just didn't work out it happened to work out because in the hall of fame so i like i like cj Stroud, number one overall big quarterback they don't they traded away their big wide receiver weapon they brought in adam thielen i don't know if he's going to be your number one i don't know if they plan on trying to get you know, a, maybe another Ohio State wide receiver or something like that. I don't know if they have that in the works. But, yeah, I'm taking C.J. Stroud just because big buy. He's going to take some hits. Luckily, they're playing in the soft division with not a lot of pass rushers. So, I think he'll be safe for six games.
0: You know, every time I see Chris Paul shoot a three-pointer, it makes my back hurt. You know? Um, so, yeah. So, so, I think that C.J. Stroud is the most NFL-ready quarterback in this draft right now like I think he's the one that translates the best as far as day one starter step on the field you feel confident you feel like your quarterback gives you a shot to win and doesn't hinder you I think that Bryce Young is probably the highest I don't know if potential is the right word because I think he's good too but I think of him in that don't kill me because I'm not saying what you think that I'm saying but
1: I'm killing I, you I, just because I'm perfect that way. I'm yeah, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Fire off! I think I think of get Bryce. Some water. I'ma fire off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Get ready. Get ready. Get get your takes ready. You know, what I'm saying like no, like I I think of Bryce Young in that Mahomes vein from the standpoint of why. Because you know I got to. You know I got to. But (laughs) I'm not saying no, I'm not no 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 no. I am not gonna let you do this to me because last time when I tried to have when I tried to have the race conversation, you tried to bully me and talk over me. I ain't gonna let you do it this time. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying that he is Patrick Mahomes, I'm not saying he will be Patrick Mahomes, I'm not saying anything along those lines. What I'm saying is he's just a playmaker, he improvises and he makes he makes stew out of shit. You know what I mean? Like he's that guy. So from that standpoint, is where I look at him as a Mahomes type. He's obviously small,
1: so he can't be Mahomes just based off size in the on first a place. Number one team. I like, know, but you forget. But number one, no, you forget. Number one talent team. All those receivers didn't have to improvise a lot, but all those receivers left. So this yeah, season, but, this season he had to play with. Hadn't given up, given up sacks the whole career in Alabama. A. I will advise with Matt you. Jones back there with no I, I will advise you. I will advise
0: you to go back and watch some Alabama film from this year. This was not your typical Alabama that we see every year. Yes, they were probably five stars. Yes, they were probably the highest recruited out of high school. But on that field, they were not playing like that. That offensive line was not playing like that. Those receivers were not playing like that. There were no Jerry Judys out there. There was no Devontae Smiths out there. He, like I said, he was making stew out of shit. So with that being said, I got him going number two to Houston. You know, I got Bryce Young going number two to Houston.
1: I mean, it makes sense. This I'm not – by no means am I, I – I, I just don't – I don't like the comparison. You just don't like the fact that I said Mahomes. That's but, all yeah, you, that, I, And I And I don't like it because I think what – to use – you don't say that somebody – who paints reminds you of Da Vinci because of the way they use colors. It's like, no, the way Da Vinci used colors was an extra just alien level ability to use paint and canvas and no, but art. but it but it was so like when people what, was mahomes, stupid- what what mahomes does what Mahomes does at the NFL level with he had a C plus wide receiver core this year. And won the Super Bowl and the MVP. That's Mahomes. Yes. Nobody should be compared to Mahomes because what Mahomes is doing. Is one of one bro. So the problem I have is people comparing that that the Mahomes like a Mahomesian and all those other little spoiler alert that they spoiler to, alert. As long that, as
0: there are sports and there are drafts, people are gonna be compared I did, to people I in that currently
1: But there are so many <laughs> other players that they could they could have literally just compared him to Drew Brees which makes the most That is who they compare five him five to two, but I don't want but to sound it. like everybody well, else. I got my, my own
0: opinions.
1: No. Why you want me to why you want me to sound like what you see on FS1? The fact that he's 5'11" 194 and not 204. He just went ate some some barbecue <laughs> in Indianapolis <laughs> no. and got on a scale before he took his shit. He's no, not 204. What you going to get? he's 5'10" 190.
0: What you're going to get? Is two five. You ain't gonna get Chris Bruce, Chris Broussard. You ain't gonna get Brady Quinn. I'm gonna tell you what I see. I'm not gonna repeat the same things that they say. All get I'm get saying it. is, I'm not saying that this dude will ever be as good as Patrick Mahomes. I'm not I'm saying not, he's it, gonna be in it, the same sentence as Patrick Mahomes. Dude, I'm, just saying, say I'm just, like I'm, I'm just saying, saying in, he's that he's Mahomes. I'm just I'm just saying that from the standpoint. I'm just saying that from the standpoint of improvision and the things that he does on the field the decision making and that type of thing it does remind me of patrick mahomes he doesn't have patrick mahomes skill nobody has patrick mahomes skill so that's why i'm saying i'm not making
1: a comparison from that's why i, I had to say i'm not saying what you think i'm trying to I'm, say no no i'm not saying you make <laughs> a comparison. And, and i and i get that that i'm not saying you make a comparison what i'm saying is that if you're not making a comparison, a one-for-one one comparison, i.e. Ooh, Kamiga, I think, why are you doing that? I think Will Levis has a Josh Allen kind of arm. Strong arm, not accurate. That's a comparison. But if you try to tell me, I think Tua's arm is live, just like Josh Allen, except he doesn't throw it as hard. Then he, <laughs> the, the comparison's not there. So that's what I'm saying. So... When you say Mahomes, I need I need championships out of that core of players he had at Alabama that wasn't top notch. I need undefeated seasons out of that core. If you want to tell me that he elevated, well, you know, a as some of these, group to a great level, because well, you know, what as some of these
0: at. SEC fans would tell you, they lost two games on the last play of the game. I'm not. I'm not saying. And not, he put up 49 points. Them. He put up 49 points in one of those games. And he put up 30 points in the other one, so you know but, what
1: I mean. I'm not listen, but even with that, then I need every drive in the second half. You get touchdowns instead of field goals with this <laughs> core. Like you, you have to do the extra. Cam Newton. Cam Newton has three other guys on that Auburn championship team that got drafted. That's that's so you you give me that and compare it to somebody that's in the NFL. I'm not saying. Bryce Young has a lot of caveats, and honestly, he is small. Right. We need to stop like, and that's the thing. I think people say the Mahomesian part.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: To try to, I don't want to say justify because that's not the right word. You like him, and I get it, as a you know, as an analyst, can like Bryce Young, they can like all his footwork and his skill set, but we have math. And we can see that your offensive line averages six three and a half, six four, and he's five eleven. Baker Mayfield is about five eleven, six foot. He's a little thicker. Kyler Murray is listed at five ten. He's definitely five eight and a half, five nine top. i was going him <laughs> pick bridges with some cheerleaders, and they were pretty much the same height. And and we see how that ha- happened. Well, also, this dude hasn't played
0: a down in the NFL yet. He's going to gain some weight, I'm sure.
1: Nah, listen. I've seen his dad is tall. His mom is average height. And he didn't get the dad gene. He
0: got, <laughs> he got the mom
1: gene. So it's like.
0: Oh, man. And,
1: and, and I get it. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. It's just that I need people to be honest. He's a good quarterback. He has he hits he checks all the boxes, but he's small. So this could be a bad thing for Houston. All that's right. the honest, that's the honest answer. But all right, who you got at go number three. three? Who you got three, at number three? I'm gonna three. go I'm gonna go defense, Will Anderson, Arizona. It's a rebuild year. Kyler Murray is probably not gonna come back. I think he tore his ACL pretty late, like December time frame. Best case scenario with a guy who moves that much. Best case scenario, you get him back is october november so i i, I, I for, foresee arizona sitting him will anderson edge rusher smart humble kid good family uh none of this espn bullet pool it's like oh yeah both of his parents were in jail he had lived had to raise himself and you know none did, of that did
0: he, did he ever buy lunch for a teammate
1: uh, I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure some dealership hooked him up with a couple of cars down in Tuscaloosa as well. I drove through there. It's burgundy everywhere. It's no orange or blue in the city of Tuscaloosa. It is burgundy everywhere. As it with should stores, it be. Stores, even Dr. Pepper. That's why. I, uh, Yo, hold on up real Dr. quick, Pepper real quick. for a um, burgundy can.
0: Yeah, before we go forward, you know, I got to bring it up, man. Hey, why my man called the five-bomb show to tell him that he killed the tree.
1: <laughs> That's why I went down there and poisoned them trees and then tried to go to court. So I didn't say that.
0: <laughs> Harvey up dyke, you know. Um I didn't say yeah. that. Yeah. Man, I like the I like the Will Anderson pick at number three. I definitely think he will be the first defensive player taken. Unless, unless, you know, a lot of people um have been talking about Tyree Wilson. So unless somebody, you know, reaches down and grabs him. I think Will Anderson will probably be the first defensive player taken. And I so, like,
1: like Jalen Carter too, but I just think that. I think, I think he's going to fall. Arizona, I think Arizona would probably. I think they would go edge rusher versus interior yeah and i and think he's he has, go, i think and he has a couple You know, he has a couple off the field things yeah yeah he's gonna fall some
0: not necessarily because of that per se but he was a little out of shape and all that stuff too so you yeah know, um, it
1: might be one of those things where it's like does he work hard or was he just really good at football right right you know, just you know and power,
0: but, and did he just play on the 85 bears too you know that too yeah, did know. he play on the
1: best defense <laughs> to be just the biggest dude on the best defense
0: yeah, so number four, I'm gonna switch Before it up a little Indian. bit. Number four, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. You uh, know, I'm saying? because I know everybody gonna expect me to say Anthony Richardson right here because we ain't said him yet. I'm going with the Kentucky dude. I'm going with Will Levis because
1: You're getting fired.
0: I, I told no. I'm not saying that this is my pick. I'm saying that this is what okay. I think. This is what I think. You know, could happen because you know. Remember, I told you how uh, Philip Rivers. Gave Indianapolis the stamp on Shane Steichen to hire him as the head coach because he was Philip Rivers' offensive coordinator at one point, and he gave them the stamp of approval. So, from reports that I had read early in the draft process, you know, apparently Peyton Manning gave the Colts the blessing on Will Levis. So that's where I was going with that.
1: You know, and we I just, know Jim Irsay likes to hire his friends and listen to his friends. Yeah, you hey, know, one so, of my head coaching job.
0: Yeah, so I think Will Levis. Has prototypical looking guy
1: quarterback face, but he's a
0: bum. You know, what I'm saying he's got like that Jeff George thing going on. So why? He,
1: so why do you like? Do you really think that he's gonna go for? Like, you have the choice. Like, who who are you picking? Now, who do you think they're gonna pick? Who are you picking at four? You, like, it pick? for? If, if, if you, if it were me, if if I was GM,
0: Indianapolis, if I was we, Indianapolis, the
1: GMs in this top in this top ten. We're if, the GMs. If, so if, if I pick? was
0: Indianapolis. I would piss the Ravens off and offer Lamar Jackson something that he can't refuse.
1: Yeah. That's what
0: I would do. If I was like that, you know, if, if that didn't come in and the Ravens matched, whatever I decided to offer him, then looking at this, I would probably end up taking Anthony Richardson. If it goes the way that we've been talking as far as Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are already off the board. But if I knew I couldn't get Lamar Jackson, if I knew I couldn't get Lamar Jackson, then I would probably explore. Um, if I thought Stroud was going to go number one or two, I would explore trading up to get to one of those spots and try to get Stroud. If I was the Colts, you know. But as is but
1: at, sitting at four, you got him taking Richardson. Yeah, like I got to take left. Like, yeah, yeah. i GM. You're sitting. Yeah, I would take team. Richardson if I couldn't. Get Lamar drinking whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> you're taking. Richardson.
0: Yeah, I would take Richardson and because because cause the last couple of years, you know, they took uh Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan. You know, they did that double and ARP I thing. Like, I was
1: as I was as you were talking, I was thinking, I was like, maybe they call Tennessee and see if they can squeeze Tannehill out. But I'm like, that's literally the same thing they've done yeah, the last three exactly. Or four years. Exactly. So so like, now now even if it might work, do you want to do it again or see, you want to marry a quarterback to your coach? See the Colts are in a position
0: where I feel the Colts are in a position where they just got to swing for the fences. Whether it works or not, they just have to show their fan base that they're willing to swing for the fences. Like after sitting through Matt Ryan, the ghost of Matt Ryan, and the yeah, show, you know Philip Rivers there. from yeah Philip Rivers from Christmas Past, you know they need to show their fans like, hey, we're going to give you a product. We're going to make you come to this stadium. And want to cheer for the team that we put out here. Besides the fact that you own all these jerseys,
1: I like it. So So, who we got at five? Seattle. Seattle at five. I'm taking Jalen Carter. Okay. When in doubt, I go trenches.
0: Okay.
1: I just go. I just. I just think you can't. You can't go wrong with six-six-three-fourteen anchored the number one defense for two years yeah the off the field stuff i think it's associated with cars and just knucklehead behavior that i think you can you can bluntly if if you have leaders in the locker room if you have leaders in the front office i think you can sit down and say hey listen you got to cut that out right and just and just literally just show them and like this is this is a sad way to do it but i think this is probably one of the most effective ways i tell people all the time it's like listen You don't need to send the police to middle school and tell people not to do drugs. Right. You need to you need to send two photos, a before and an after of someone who did heroin or meth and just (laughs) put those on the board and have the teacher stand up there and say, Listen, I'm not even trying to sugarcoat this. This person looked like this, and then seven months later on the meth, this is what they look like. Yeah. Their teeth and everything are gone. With Jalen Carter, you got you got to just show the mugshot of, of Henry Ruggs yeah. and say this: his career is done. He's going to be in prison. He's never come back to the NFL. He's physically gifted enough right now to be on an NFL roster, and he's not because of his behavior behind the wheel. Right. So you can come up here to Seattle. We're going to teach you how to be the best football player you can be. But you, when you leave this facility, you need to think about this mugshot. Dante Stallworth, another guy. And I'm pretty – Ryan Leaf, I think he had a – Leonard Little. little. Like, But the recent history, a guy from the SEC that he might have known because they're you know, they're in those, those southern football circles. He might have known them heard of them growing up playing football around the same time. So I think Henry Ruggs only played a couple of years. So I imagine that they were pretty close as far as like hearing about them. I'm like, right. listen, you come up here, play football – Use your talents to better your life. Don't be a knucklehead and potentially ruin your life. Or even just give it like just a negative stigma to where you're always getting speeding tickets, little stuff like that because people are going to extrapolate that to saying, okay, you can't adjust to adulthood, which most 21, 22 year olds can't. It takes a right. while. I remember back in 2003, I was a knucklehead. I had to learn <laughs> some stuff. Right. But if I had a, a few million dollar checks coming in, I might have been worse, but yeah. you know, it's coming. You already know I'm coming with a little bit of baggage. Holler at me, talk to a man to man. Like, listen, you see what happened with these guys when they do knucklehead stuff off the field. We want your talent on the field. We want you to be a leader. We heard about how you interacted with your teammates that run on scholarship. We heard about the leadership aspects of your existence. We need you to bring that with you to the Northwest. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So I got, uh, Golden State's up 41 to 35 with about 345 left in the second quarter. Steph Curry, three for eight. Clay Thompson, two for seven. And then I got the Clippers up 20 to 18 over Phoenix with about a minute 56 left in the first quarter.
1: Yeah, so all night watching this basketball. Game. I know.
0: So number six, um, Detroit Lions on the clock. And I'm going to kind of speed through this one because, you know, we might not make it to get it off my chest tonight. But I'm going to go, but I'm going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Um, Hi, that's
1: higher than anybody else I've seen.
0: Yeah. So, so I mean, right now, um, so I thought about um, like looking at the positions that Detroit might look at, you know, I was looking at tight end. So you're not going to probably take a tight end that high. Um, They could go, they could go um, interior on the defense right there as well. But I think with Jackson Smith and Jigba there, he's probably, I think Quentin Johnson is probably going to be the best receiver in the draft. But I think that a lot of people are selling Jackson Smith and Jigba as the best receiver in the draft. So I figured Detroit's just going to go grab him while he's still sitting there, put him next to Ahmad St. Brown and, you know, call it a day, get that offense clicking. jerk. Golf was looking good towards the end of the year get another weapon in there and you make Minnesota think twice about getting Trey Lance
1: I like it I like it but they have to do something so we got Oakland next right Yep Oakland's next or not Oakland <laughs> oh, I'm sorry Las Vegas Las Vegas Las Vegas, Vegas. Raiders. Las Vegas. we just talked Oakland about this yeah Yeah so Jimmy G's your new quarterback Got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro's coming back from injury. You traded away your tight end, which still doesn't make any sense. They should invite him to the wedding, maybe, I guess. Uh, But I'll keep it simple. I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of of Oregon. I I like it. Specimen. So in my box, right? 97.
0: So in my mock draft, they they uh we ended up with Anthony Richardson right here, but makes no sense. But as I was looking down the list, looking at these names, like you you, see, just in case y'all don't, or I don't know if y'all can see that, but I wrote Gonzalez right there because that's what I thought. (laughs) That's what I thought made sense.
1: I just I just think that when you're in a division with Holmes and Herbert and then maybe let Russ cook with Sean Payton. And if Denver keeps their wide receivers, I know that there's been a lot of rumblings of Courtland Sutton or Judy being traded. Yeah. I'm just like, see if it works. See if that combination works. So if that's your one, two punch. Cause Russ has been known to be a, a distributor of the ball. Like Metcalf got a lot of passes, but sort of, you know, block. Locker and all that, and so did, like, the tight ends. He divvied the ball out a lot. So right, if you're going to have that, you got to have – you got Max Crosby rushing the passer. You got to need a corner that can hold up for another half a second to a second in a route and give Max Crosby the time to get there. Chandler Jones on the other side. Um I'm not a big fan of Josh McDaniels. I don't really think – I think his – his credentials and his, I think his skill set better lie with being an assistant or being a, you know, coordinator to a guy who's calling the shots. Some people are just like that. Um, so that's how I feel about him. But yeah, so I'd go, I go Chris Gonzalez, cornerback, Oregon to Las Vegas.
0: Yeah. So if the draft goes down like this, your guys are next and they got a decision to make. You know, is Desmond Ritter. The future is he worth figuring out if he's the future, or do we grab Anthony Richardson if he's still alive? Going just going off of what we. What is with the
1: Anthony Richardson thing? Hey, nothing about Anthony Richardson. This, this, or Will Levis says they're first round quarterbacks, other than the fact they're both six foot four. Hey, you know what? After
0: what San Francisco gave up to get Trey Lance, all that's out the window, which is turning out you to be they, a little bit of a mistake. This, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm going with Tyree Wilson here. From Texas Tech, because I think Atlanta has made some great defensive moves during the off season. You we about to kill him this year, and and you know, so what's one more edge rusher, yeah, you know, on, in a division with no quarterback uh, outside of Derek Carr, you know,
1: and he gonna throw you too.
0: Yeah, so so so, <laughs> so I think so so I think Tyree Wilson, um, in my in my mind, you know, um, uh, originally, so I would have had Tyree Wilson going to Seattle. So I would have had him and Jalen Carter swapped, basically, um, is the way that I thought about it in my mock draft. But but I'm going to give him Tyree Wilson here. And then we got Chicago at number nine.
1: Chicago at nine. I'm going offensive line.
0: Yes, as you should. <laughs> yeah,
1: just O-line. And yep. O-line. And then a coach that tells Justin, hey, man, when you load that hip up, let the ball go.
0: Yeah. So it's going to be a
1: half yard open. You got DJ Moore. You literally number one, number two, you one, two punch. I'm taking Peters Soronski. Yep. Out of, that's uh, who I had. Yep. Northwestern.
0: Yep. That's who I got on my mock draft. Yep. And then number 10, we got Philly. So in my mock draft, it came out Christian Gonzalez right there, but I don't like that. You know, I think that's a little too low for Gonzalez, first of all. And, you know, yeah, I
1: I don't think, he's not falling to 10.
0: Yeah. And and I think that Philly, um, you know, like for the needs, you know, I figured Philly needs a guard, a center. So maybe they go offensive line there as well. They could use a safety, but you're probably not going to take a safety that high. Um, they could probably use a wide another wide receiver, but you're probably not going to take one that high because you got two good ones already. So and they,
1: they signed Zacchaeus. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So so I'm going with uh paris johnson out of ohio state so basically uh another offensive lineman for them um he's a tackle that they can move over the guard
1: so lane johnson does get hurt every once in a while yeah so, so, you, so you can move in the guard but then you have you know you have a great offensive line core to learn from right so then we got tennessee at eleven. Here is probably the Will Levis, Anthony Richardson window Uh because you have Tannehill, you don't love Malik Willis, you're in a winnable division if you make other simple moves. You keep Derrick Henry, you get Tannehill to just run the play action properly, stop throwing it to the other team. Jacksonville maybe they can go 10 and 7 but Houston's going to have a rookie quarterback. Indy's going to have a new quarterback with a new head coach, same thing in Houston with a new head coach. Right. Jacksonville's going to have more expectations to win it because of the their playoff performance. I mean they're probably they're probably a couple plays away from beating the Chiefs in that playoff game after Mahomes got injured. Cuz personally, I would have sent eight dudes I'm going to engage eight. I'm cover zero. I'm coming after my homes. Soon as he started limping, I know it sounds heartless, but like lions don't let the wounded. Will the beast get a yeah. head start. Yeah. They just say, listen, this one might be a couple hundred pounds smaller than this other one, but this one's ankle is tore up. We're going to we go after this one. So I right. think they could have won. They probably could have won that playoff game and been in the AFC championship. Right. Uh, so I think they're gonna have. Exp- I think they're gonna have people projecting that they go eleven and six. I think there's gonna be a lot of chatter. Of them running away with the AFC South simply because the Tennessee is gonna be their only threat, and no one really believes in Ryan Tannehill. So I, I think this is where the I'm gonna go Will Levis, just because I think he. I don't think. Rabel wanted a quarterback that moved because I remember he yanked Malik Willis from a preseason game for not throwing the ball. Right. And then went to the press conference like, yeah, I want him to throw the ball. I want him to run it. Right. So I can see him as a team, especially if they're going to keep his coach and his philosophy. This is where I'll have Will Levis.
0: All right. So I had Tennessee taking Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver from TCU. Um, I know they drafted the wide receiver from Arkansas, you know, um, who got hurt and everything a couple games this year. But so then you got uh, Houston at number 12. So um, they could also be a play for Quentin Johnson, because if you're going to get the quarterback, you got to get them. you My got to get the wide receiver. Yep, that's right.
1: Like, my the drafts I've seen, that's where they had Jackson and mm-hmm. going 12 and paired him with, CJ Stroud,
0: which makes sense.
1: That's yeah, they already have the rapport. They have Mm -hmm. Bryce Young going one, him going two, and then Houston getting uh Jackson uh at 12.
0: Yeah, so then um, so yeah, so Houston at 12. Like I said, I could see I could see um a receiver there, but for the purposes of this, uh, we ended up with Lucas Van Ness. From Iowa, because, you know, uh, D'Amico Ryans, at the end of the day, is a defensive guy. So, you know, um, he may grab him a defensive guy in the first round and grab some skill positions later.
1: All right, who we got at 13?
0: At 13, we got the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 the Jetropolitans. And we got Golden State up 12 at the half, 53 to 41.
1: So the Jetropolitans. Yes. they got... L M N O P New York Jets. Now, of course, this thing could
0: end up with Green Bay. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's no way you give up that pick.
0: I hope not, but yeah, you never know.
1: So you just took. Uh, mmm Anthony Richardson no uh from <laughs> that, like I said for me, when in doubt, I'll go trenches uh we've already moved the top two tackles um so it'll be a bit of a reach at thirteen, but I get the do I go edge here? nolan smith the edge out of georgia okay six three two thirty eight defense played great last year i think they're young they fly around they had the offensive rookie of the year offensive de- de- uh defensive rookie of the year and i think that robert Sala being a defensive head coach they brought in the daniel hackett hopefully he can actually hack it this year Offensively, yeah. so I think with that you want to get you want to create turnovers. Best way to create turnovers is either having a guy off the edge that puts that three second clock in the quarterback's head goes to two and a half, versus him not getting blocked or him getting blocked and he, now the quarterback has four seconds. So you want that quarterback drop back two and a half seconds to have somebody at his feet, somebody in his shoulders where so he has to step up. The linebacking core and the Jets was one of the best in the league. If they didn't punt that ball down the middle of the field, they would have beaten the New England. Uh, Zach Wilson can just hit the pass in the flat. Like, get your feet set. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to make it. So they might have to run it back with Zach Wilson. So... I'd get defense, hopefully turn the ball over, give them short fields, give them easier throws by just the Joe Flacco approach that Baltimore had. Yeah. We're just going to overwhelm you defensively, and then offense, you just got to figure it out. Right. So 14, who we got?
0: All right, so 14, we got the Patriots. So I was looking at the Patriots. Um they got Bailey Zappy, so you don't need to get a, grab another quarterback, but you might need an offensive lineman. You might need uh, some defensive rushing, some edge rushing, if you will. So for the Patriots, Bill Belichick always does something crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so so not even, the... not even interesting, crazy, just something dreadfully boring, like just taking back Jones. Or some corner out of Iowa that no one heard of, or something like yeah. crazy like that.
0: Yeah. So I was going to say, in a reach, I can see the Patriots taking uh, Brian Bricey from Clemson.
1: I think he does have a relationship with a lot of those top college coaches, or just they're like pseudo Belichick disciples. I know anytime him and Nick Saban are in the same area, they're always buddied up shoulder to shoulder for the entirety of whatever that event is. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the they got him ranked as a number 27 overall prospect.
0: Yeah. I was looking at, um, yeah, because I had Nolan Smith going to Tampa at 19. But, um, all right, so we got number 15. So we got to start running through these now. Uh, yeah. So so 15,
1: we got Green Bay. Green Bay, let's go to tight end Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. Okay. All right. So Washington at
0: 16. I was thinking tight end Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. But then, you know, as a fan, the fan in me said, go get a damn corner. You know, saying so. I like Joey Porter Jr. right there, but
1: that's a value pick because he's 12th yeah. overall according to CBS Sports.com. Yeah.
0: But also, since we didn't uh I've seen Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois, you know, uh, ranked a lot higher on these boards too, so he could be a pick there. But I'm going to go with Joey Porter. So 17, we got the Steelers.
1: I'm going to say they go defense. Uh, We'll get him an edge guy. We'll get him uh, Miles Murphy out of Clemson, 6'5", 260 off the edge. Seems perfect for – even if you have another edge guy, like, Move one of those guys a linebacker, put the other guy on the edge. Yeah. All right. So number eighteen, the Lions.
0: So I said I was going to take Porter at uh sixteen for Washington. So that leaves me with either Witherspoon or Banks for Detroit. Cause I'm going corner here. So I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take Witherspoon for the Lions. So then we got Tampa at nineteen.
1: I'm going B. John Robinson.
0: Ooh, early. I had B John going to Dallas.
1: Nah, I think I think uh Tampa Bay they do need. I don't something. think they they need something there because they don't really have any holes anywhere else. I mean, obviously you can always get you know offensive line help, you can always get defensive help, but I'm like what I think their biggest issue is the fact that they weren't even a threat to run the ball.
0: Yeah, and they, they don't have Fournette anymore. Um, at net. They got Richard White, who I like a lot, but I don't think he's an every down back. He's probably more of that Tony Pollard kind of back.
1: Exactly, so, and then so, B. John Robinson. As far as all the all the talk is like he's the the perfect back. So yeah, I right, will take so, him.
0: All right, so then we got uh, Seattle at twenty. So Seattle at twenty, I am going to go with. Uh, Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, offensive lineman.
1: Not a bad move, not a bad move. And then we got
0: uh so of course Miami lost their draft pick. So that puts the Chargers next.
1: Chargers. What would the Chargers do?
0: I was wondering if the Chargers would go receiver, but like but maybe not. Do you they could, need to? They could go. They I
1: mean, could go. If, if this is one of their needs.
0: They could probably go linebacker or a corner.
1: So if we go corner, I'm going to give them Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Okay. I like him 10th a overall lot. overall prospect. Six, I think he ran like – they both ran like the two Yeah, both of the Maryland corners. Ran, yeah. Yeah. Like they, but they couldn't, but they couldn't like that. keep
0: up with the Ohio State receivers for some reason.
1: Yeah, most people couldn't. (laughs) All right. So
0: now, guess who we got at number 22? The Ravens. So I'm going to go defense for them. I'm going to go Will McDonald from Iowa State. I thought about a corner there too, but I don't know if there's another corner right now that is worth taking that high. Who you got? Um, McDonald. will mcdonald from iowa state
1: all right and what number was that you said 22 that was
0: 22 yep so then we got minnesota at 23 so a lot of people said that they might be able to sneak hendon hooker in right there
1: yeah but for some reason it's not listed as one of their, their needs um
0: well he's he's also coming off of this injury too. So come off I, I,
1: injury i
0: still think of him as a third round pick
1: Yeah, and he's the same age,
0: and he's the same age as Lamar Jackson and Stetson Bennett.
1: So I'm taking Stetson Bennett to back up Kirk. I'm joking. Uh, (laughs) Why receivers?
0: They did lose Thielen, but you know, I don't know if you need to necessarily grab a receiver,
1: I think. I mean, you got Osborne gonna move him to the two. You need another slot guy. I say Zay Flowers. I like him. College. I like him. Uh I say because you, you have hey, your your defense isn't great, so you need to score a lot of points. So you might as well throw him in the slot and see what happens. And you know how you killed me about the Mahomes thing? Yeah.
0: I was listening to a podcast the other day. They said Zay Flower was Tyreek Hill without the hands. <laughs> All right, so
1: Jacksonville
0: at twenty-three uh, 24, I'm sorry.
1: Without the hands. Yeah. At wide Jackson,
0: Jacksonville at 24. I'm going offensive line. I'm going Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma because you can never protect your young quarterback too
1: much. Especially when you're about to give him $275 million. Yeah. And so that's number, what the price is going to be by the time this contract comes around in the next season.
0: Yeah, so number 25, we got the G-men.
1: Oh, man. They are going to need wide receiver help. I'm getting Jordan Addison out of USC.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: All right. We can do this job. We can do that job. So this
0: gives me Dallas at 26. So originally, before you took him, I had uh, Miles Murphy going right there. You know, um, I thought B. John could be a threat to go right there because they do need uh, to replace Zeke, you know, as well. Um, so I can see them going running back, but I don't know if there's a running back right now. I don't now. know if there's another first yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, there's not another one that I read it one yeah. Yeah, 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 with a first round grade there. So I'm going to go corner for them. I'm going to go Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State.
1: So you know Dallas normally doesn't make – I mean, I mean, I guess you could have gone Jameer Gibbs, but he's you know, yeah, they, they have him listed at five nine one ninety-nine. Yeah, he, they already got that. Scat back. They already have yeah. Pollard.
0: Yeah, that's why I didn't want it because cause he is from, from everything that I gather, he is like the next back after B. John Robinson. B. John. But I but that's why I thought Dallas, if 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 B John was available, they would look at him. But I think that Gibbs might be a little smaller than what they what they need.
1: All right, so 27 we got. So 27, we got the Buffalo Bills,
0: who in my Buffalo draft, Bills. in my draft, they took Zay Flowers, but, you know.
1: I would say Gibbs, but they won't run the ball. Uh, So I would just, i take the next best available offensive lineman. Okay. Because, you know, they're going to just run the shot of the ball, or yep. they're going to. So, Broderick Jones—is he already off the board yet?
0: No, no, he is not off the board.
1: Yeah, so I take Broderick Jones out of UGA, sophomore. So he's raw. So he probably needs some time. To be playing my guard uh, until he gets his, you know, feet wet. But yeah, which is I funny. Mean, they're, they're gonna there's... throw forty. They're gonna throw forty-five passes a week. And then Josh Allen's gonna run seven times. So yeah, which no, which
0: is funny because which is funny because I was gonna take Broderick Jones at twenty eight with the Bengals. <laughs> you
1: gotta protect. You, know, you gotta protect these, gotta protect these like, quarterbacks. Yeah, they get two. Joe Burrow's getting two sixty five, getting five years, two sixty five, 200 guarantee when his deals. And he'll spread it out, and make it team friendly, but. I think maybe he'll maybe he'll lessen the guarantees but these guys are about to be you about to spend a quarter of a billion dollars for these quarterbacks. You got to protect them either you protect them with the run game or you protect them up front in the trenches.
0: Yeah, and Cincinnati could be a spot for Gibbs if somebody reaches in the first round just because there's been you know reports that Joe Mixon is up in the air, you know, he got called back to the cops again. So, you know, that could be a thing. Yo, he, sh- he shot at some kids. I know. You know, but, uh, but for the purposes of this, I'm going DeWan Jones, offensive lineman out of Ohio State. So that brings us to the Aints at number 29. You know, I did that for you, the
1: Aints. The Aints. Like – Honestly, I don't know why there's a rivalry with Atlanta and New Orleans. Neither team has been like successful enough to fear like it's one of my favorite rivalries, though. It's funny though, because it's like the Saints never knocked Atlanta out of like any real playoff contention, nor have Atlanta well. I think well. Out. To be they fair, just, if I remember they correctly, they just played in NFC West and they were just down south. Well, well if I
0: remember if I remember correctly, the New Orleans Saints won their first playoff game ever against the Atlanta Falcons. And according to, you know, White Adam, you know, I haven't been there to see it for myself, but apparently outside of the Superdome, they got the Monday night block pun against the Falcons statue out there.
1: Yeah, but the rivalry was already like in full swing by then. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the origins are. Like as a fan, I've been a fan since 91, and I'm like, I don't know why people don't like the Saints. I'm annoyed by Saints fans because we have this rivalry and people I know like, oh, 28 to 3, blah, 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 you know. Well, until the Panthers
0: came along, New Orleans was probably the closest team.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's. I think that just this by proxy is the closest. Yeah, because Tampa
0: wasn't like y'all weren't in the same division with Tampa just yet. All right, mm-hmm. so then we got. Uh, we'll say know, Drew so, yeah, so Sanders, Sanders okay. Arkansas.
1: All back. right,
0: all right, all right. So then we got the Eagles at thirty. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Um, so in my mock draft. I had them taking Jordan Addison in, in that spot, but he's gone now. Um, we got rid of him earlier. So I could take so I could see them taking Josh Downs out of North Carolina just to get another wide receiver if they go that route. If not, they could go um Cam Smith out of South Carolina if they want another corner. Because I know um they lost some defensive backs this offseason. And then finishing it off we got the world champion Kansas City Chiefs
1: they trade get Lamar Jackson and make him a running back no I'm joking
0: wide well, receiver yeah so i
1: say they had a young secondary last year yeah um they played well i imagine that that's going to continue to be yeah, the case i was thinking They're they home. might need
0: another pass
1: rusher Corner, I mean, maybe you go safety and move one of your corners that might not be that good in a slot to safety. Uh, wide receiver, they can always use a wide receiver, but I don't think there's any like real top wide receivers left, right? Right? So, Osiris Torrance, okay, I can see that 33 overall rated offense, interior offensive lineman. You got a quarterback that's uh
0: yeah, out of Florida. Yeah. Did
1: you you said you didn't say Emmanuel Forbes a corner from Mississippi State, right? I did. I had him going to Dallas. Okay. Is this a typo at 6'1, 166 pounds? <laughs> it could be. I don't know,
0: but Hold you on. know, you know, but Phoenix is up by eight with two twenty-five left in the second quarter. Warriors in Sacramento still at halftime.
1: If he is, if he's legit, one sixty six, then he is an absolute, pardon upon pun, a bulldog. <laughs> and, he's gotta he gotta a, a,
0: and he's got to be, and he's got to be a burner, right?
1: Yo, let's see. I think his forty time was like, what did it say? I just saw it. His forty is four three five. Yeah. So he he's a an outstanding athlete at one sixty six. Six one one sixty six is like long lanky frame. That's a strength with room to add weight. Yeah. Weaknesses uses hands well, line of scrimmage and press coverage, but needs to get functionally stronger at the point of attack. Yeah, because um, yeah, Devontae Adams eating him alive off the line. (laughs) DK Metcalf off the line. You had him going where? Would you have him going? I had him
0: going going to Dallas.
1: Dallas, so he has he's not well, guarding no, McLaurin. No one, no one, no one, ain't,
0: is, you ain't putting him on AJ Brown. Hey, he yeah. could match up with the Slim Reaper,
1: it, yeah, it be them two, yeah, two yeah, of them yeah. combined weigh 312 pounds,
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, well, with that being said, you know, that was our draft preview, so we're gonna finish this off with we'll get it off my chest, or we just gonna let it ride.
1: I think we're just gonna let it ride, we're gonna save right, we're just it,
0: gonna let it ride,
1: yeah, so we'll save that. We do not really have anything.
0: Well, I, I had something, but, you know, that can wait. So programming yeah. note, you know what I mean? We will be here next Thursday for the NFL draft, the first round of the draft from pillar to pillar, from beginning to end, rung by rung, climbing up that ladder and seeing who these teams are really going to pick. We're going to come back, make fun of ourselves. We're going to give ourselves some pats on the back, you know, all that good stuff like that. But we just wanted to let you know that we will be here for that.
1: I think the most exciting part about that is like it's like golf. men are cool admitting that they're no good at golf. I'm good admitting that every single pick that I said for this draft it makes sense for our conversation. it might not be anywhere close.
0: they wouldn't I be with one year. they wouldn't be the moves I would I make closer. they wouldn't be the moves that I would necessarily make. I was just trying to put myself into these teams' minds and their needs and all that kind of stuff because it's a draft, so I'm fine with reaching. It's a draft. Yeah. So like if, if I'm somebody, if I'm somebody like say, I don't know, uh Jacksonville, I can reach a little bit. You know, I got some wiggle room in my division.
1: Like, like, you know what? You could take an offensive tackle, or you can just take, I think this, you know, I'm just arbitrary, just this wide receiver at LSU might be the next guy we need. And you, I know. Just make that, you, make, you just make it work, you know? So yeah,
0: speaking of wide receivers out of LSU, I don't think I've ever seen anybody fall the way that Kayshawn Booty has fell. Like, coming into this college football season, he was like the next in line. You know, Jarvis Landry, Odell yo. Beckham, so on and so forth.
1: Hire a PR firm. Once you go to your bowl game and you know you're done with school and you're about to go to San Diego or L.A. to work out with one of these professional trainers, Hire a PR firm and go to Ellen, go on Joe Rogan podcast if it let you go to the Shiners parades, go to schools and read books to kids. Do everything you can to bump your press. Just go and do all of that stuff because but you know if you he don't had to do the it, other things tough in the non light, then you're gonna end up well, he, well, he had, well, he the, had the, the he had the thing, he had
0: the thing with the recruiting girl, though. You remember they, 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 told him not to come back.
1: Listen, don't shit where you sleep. <laughs> Just don't do it. Don't speed. Don't knock down the coach's daughters. Don't knock down any assistants. Don't. There's too many use, girls out there for all that. Don't use cheerleaders to help you recruit high school players. I mean, like. You, All these you, things that you think people would understand. You
0: down You down in the bayou. You stay away from the staff.
1: Listen, man. Like it's just go go find you, Coach you, O and see what he up to. Your draft stock <laughs> will rise and rise with the right PR firm. Yes. Go on first take. Go on. Uh, what other show likes to have people? Anything. Get up in the morning. Hey, I'm sure Skip would have sat down with him. Any like, do all of that stuff. Yeah. Start a a charity foundation. Stay away
0: from Brady Quinn, though.
1: Yo, just do whatever. Get it off my chest. Najee Harris averages, like, 3.2 yards a carry. And no one gives him any heat for it because when he came out and drafted, he went to the homeless shelter he used to live to have his draft party. He started a foundation for homeless kids to raise money. He did all of that stuff. So he can average 3.2, 3.5 yards of carry for the next four or five years and be just fine yeah. because he had the right PR firm.
0: Every time I see DeAndre Ayton, I want to throw change at him. <laughs> You know, saying fifty-two to forty-five. Suns up with about a minute twenty left in the first half. Norman Powell at the line for the second free throw. So fifty-two to forty-six. Golden State is up sixty-one to forty-nine with about nine thirty-seven left in the third quarter. And folks, that is Mister Logical. Admit, I am I'm two him. five. No, nah, Austin Reeves is him. You know,
1: he was I am on two one five. Quarter.
0: You know what I'm saying? I am not Dylan Brooks, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am two five.
1: He about to get this 40
0: though. Nah, man. You old. I don't care.
1: <laughs> Light skinned dude. so disrespectful.
0: No, luckily for him, LeBron ain't the type of dude that's gonna let that
1: LeBron go change 40. at some
0: point in the series. I don't know if LeBron it's gonna the next go game.
1: seven for eleven from three in the first half. Is he going to do this? Right now. Yeah, he's gonna do some Michael Jordan esque kind of celebration.
0: Hey, his ass better be sleep right now.
1: Because my he's old dead. ass is my old ass is hurt. 8 30. He got a gym in his
0: house. That's true.
1: That's true. He in there putting up jumpers right now from 27 feet. That's true. But America. <laughs>
0: <hello>. <laughs> America. You know, we went a little extra today, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? It's what we do, because we got the content. We got hey, the words.
1: Talk that talk. We got the pics. Get your tapes. Like us. He's only 16. Review <laughs> us.
0: Subscribe. Yo, Click just like Ben Bleak, one hit away. Click the button. You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm alive, Mr. Logical will always be one hit away. (laughs) (laughs) He's 2-5! Let's go. He's on fire. But yeah, we love you, America. We'll see you next week. Peace.